0: Welcome back, everybody, to Big Apple Hockey. We have a big show for you today. It was going to be bigger, but we had a guest cancel on us. But not a problem. But he'll He'll be be on on, uh, next week. It's still exciting news. Uh, In case if you're joining us right now, we will have Keith Jones on with us next week. So, uh, but of course, got to introduce the band, because that's the way we're always going to do it. (laughs) I'm, of course, your host, Mark Williams. I have to wait for my own nameplate. It feels a little bit awkward to do that. And I'm joined also by the one and only Mr. John Falkowski, the boys of Time Bomb.
1: I mean, I guess I'm uh, Big Apple Hockey's residential uh, Time Bomb, resident Time Bomb, if you will. <laughs> it's all for the ranted shirt.
0: I mean, De- I mean Destination I- Unknown, Ruby, 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 so. Ruby Soho. And of course, the man with the connections, Mr. Anthony Larocco. Training camp's about two weeks away. Let's
2: do this, boys. Hockey's almost back.
0: Yeah, that's Wonderful. that's the real thing. The real notice about uh just the next couple of weeks is just hockey is back. We don't it's thank God, save us from all these other things. Embarrassing moments in baseball. Uh Yankees are in a tailspin at the moment. Uh the Mets, I don't need to say anymore. Goodness only knows about the Jets and the Giants. So come on, hockey, hockey, please save us. I am also working on a uh, version of we didn't start the fire based on hockey season. So hopefully that'll work out. Um, All right. But we got to start with what the league news was this week. And it's Montreal declining the offer. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Before we even start, everybody, uh, we had a little bit of news. We wanted to, uh, to share with everybody that we sorry about this. Uh, we're raffling off a hoodie today from Hatrick Apparel. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, let me just get that banner off for the moment and show you some of their stuff. This is them right over here. They got a, a ton of great stuff from NHL Fanware. So just, you know, if you want to look good every single day. I mean, I always want to look good every single day. So, I, I mean, I try to. Sometimes I fail miserably. So... <laughs> Make sure anybody that puts a comment in there is eligible for the raffle. I will catch up to all those in a little bit. Thank you, sir. All right. No problem. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, so let's get to the league news. Um, Yasperi, Kakaniemi. Did I get it right, John?
2: Yes. Yes, (laughs) Kakaniemi.
0: Kakaniemi. Uh, The Montreal Canadiens decline his offer sheet, and uh, then they turn around, they trade for Christian Dvorak from that. Um, and KK is officially a a hurricane. Um, first, what are your thoughts, each one of you guys, about this? And there's a second question I have at the end of all this for you. John, we'll start with you.
1: Situation's interesting. Um, and obviously did this as, uh, out of spite. Um, there's no doubt about that. I, I thought they personally should have for <laughs> Caulfield, but. Maybe they never would have gotten the chance. Um, but you're, you're looking at a team that just poached a. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that comment too. I, I need hockey, like <laughs> yesterday. But um, you, you just poached a team, uh, poached a player from a good young player from team. He's got potential, but he hasn't really lived up to his draft status yet. So, Carolina overpays. Quite a bit, 6.1 million. I don't think there's anybody in the world that'll tell you that he's worth that right now. Could he be worth that one day? Maybe. Could he put up big numbers in a top six playing on a line with fellow fins like Sebastian Aho and Tabletara Vinen? Yeah, he could. And then that 6.1 million, they're like, oh, well, maybe we have to qualify. Or maybe they don't qualify him and they sign him to a lesser deal, like, I don't know, maybe somewhere between four or five million. So. Yeah, um, it's a a weird situation. It really is. Because I didn't think that this would actually happen. And here we are talking about a revenge offer sheet that was not matched, obviously. And then Montreal turns around and, in my opinion, kind of overpays for Dvorak. I like Christian Dvorak. But I wouldn't have given up any more than a second and a good prospect for Christian Dvorak. I wouldn't have given up a first-round pick, especially in this draft. So now Arizona is over here with I think three picks in the first round. And they're just they're sitting pretty right now. Montreal, they don't have a pick in or actually no, they have Carolina's pick, I believe. Or did Carolina's pick go for did Carolina Whichever one is higher, that's the one
0: Arizona gets. Yep.
1: Ah uh, yeah. Okay. So then that that that's an interesting dynamic. It's because Montreal looks like they could miss the playoffs. I mean, if, 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 not, if everything doesn't go right for them, they could possibly miss. And Arizona's going to be a lottery team. So, again, interesting dynamic there. But is this really worth it for Jesperi Kakaniemi? Is this really the target that they wanted? I, I just, I have a lot of questions about this. And I don't know if it's necessarily the right person to target. And what the end game actually is, because Montreal, you kind of—I don't know if you necessarily upgraded with Dvorak. Maybe temporarily, but how high is Dvorak's ceiling? Do we do? We, have we seen the best of Christian Dvorak? And have we? And is there more to Asparicak and Niemi? So, I mean, both players with warts. I don't know. I, I think Montreal might have uh, might be stumbling over their own feet a little bit here.
0: By the way, before we jump to Anthony, I got to show you this. Rich was saying how he toured with Rancid. So,
1: yeah, I saw that before. Awesome. I, I yeah. asked him. Yeah. yeah, he, uh, this comment here.
0: Yeah, cool. that That's awesome, actually. That's yeah. with so. the Ramones. All right. To you, Anthony, your thoughts on this, uh, this weekend?
2: Well, I kind of thought from the beginning, um, you know, Phil said that I think everyone knew that Cocky is not worth 6.1 million. Um, so that, that right there told you that there was a strong chance that, you know, Montreal wasn't going to match this offer seat. And the last bunch of offer sheets we saw throughout the years, the team has always matched. Um, so this one was was a real possibility that they weren't. Uh, and that's what Montreal ultimately decided to do. You know, they, they, I guess they determined that cocky at 6.1 wasn't worth it and they can get a more cost-effective player in Christian Dvorak uh, with some of the assets they got from the compensation um, the only thing with Kakanimi is he still is, he still is only 21 years old. Um, you know, as folks, I I still think he does have a higher ceiling than he untapped potential that he could reach, and maybe playing with fellow Finns and Aho and Tarabon and help him do that. But um, I, I honestly, I think I think it was the best move for Montreal because, like I said, it, it all comes down to numbers, and he wasn't worth the 6.1 million. Um, you know, and that now the question is though, is is Montreal a strong enough team to make the playoffs this year. Um, and in the division with, with Toronto and, and Boston and Tampa Bay and, you know, mm-hmm. the upstart Panthers, there is no guarantee that they are going to be a playoff team, I think, with or without Kaki Niami. So, um, you know, ultimately, I think right move by Bergeron uh, to, to not match and take the assets from, from the Hurricanes. Because let's face it, Kaki Niami is not worth a first and a third at this point in his career. So and then, that,
1: th- I'm going to interrupt this comment is perfect.
2: Perfect. Yeah, I saw that on the Twitter handle. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, I know we'll get we'll probably get to that later in the bar talk segment, but there, it was definitely a, a revenge factor there. But, um, you know, as for the hockey side of it, I guess, you know, you got to believe the Hurricanes at face value. You know, there were reports they were trying to trade for Kaki Niemi. So obviously they do like the player. I think they just saw this as a good opportunity to one exact revenge and, you know, force the Canadians' hand and get a player that they wanted, um, that the Canadians were going to be unwilling to apparently trade him to. So um, overall, I mean, I I, I guess, I mean, I guess you could say Carolina wins because they got the player they wanted, but um, long term, that's yet to be seen. Like we'll find out this year what Kakanini brings to the table. But um, overall, though, it was good theatrics. It was good for the league. It was, it was good banter. Um, and it also gave us something to talk about, but um, you know, I will, we'll see how this develops now. But uh, like I said, I, I think Montreal made the right decision to not match. And the hurricanes got the player that they ultimately wanted. So. Yeah,
0: I, I can't help but look at this. Uh, and I, I've tried looking at this, trying to think to myself, is it really worth it for Carolina to sign uh, uh, KK to this offer sheet? When, I mean, you, you, you figured Montreal could trade him for less, uh, and and get back, or you could trade with Montreal to get less down a first and a third. Um, it, I kind of softened the blow. I talked to a friend of mine, huge Canadiens, uh, can, uh, Hurricanes fan. I mean, that he was saying how now their center depth is unreal. They're talking about moving him to the wing, um, and. Uh, their their forward depth is incredible in Carolina. I, I still I just don't know about this deal. Six point one million dollars. Now, granted, uh, starting in January, uh, they can uh, renegotiate and to sign him to an extension, and you don't have to pay him six point one million dollars. But I'm uh, if if I'm KK, I'm going no. Pff, the hell with that. You're you're gonna pay me the money. I actually think this kid's gonna hold up. Uh, did you did you hear the comments that he made that it's that his development could have gone a little bit better in Montreal?
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that.
0: I and mean, that's, that's I a little mean, bit.
2: He's not wrong.
0: Well, it's a little bit telling, and because uh, the guy that I'm thinking about with this is Alex Galchenyuk. And that yeah, is there yeah. another is is he going to be Alex Galchenyuk 2.0 and maybe a change of scenery? Um work out and uh, that'll actually end up being. Yeah, I know. I saw that one comment too. Uh, th- well, we'll change the scenery actually end up helping uh KK and you know, he's, he's going to be with more finished players. Maybe that'll help. But um I don't, I, I, I just don't know about this deal. So I guess guys, that brings me to the second part. So without further ado, who won this weekend out of the three teams, John, three. Yeah. Arizona. Arizona's in oh, the, yeah. Arizona. yeah, Arizona, 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 yeah. Arizona, Arizona, it just you,
1: you end up, you end up getting a, a first and a fourth for Christian Dvorak, which, again, I thought was an overpayment. Uh, I, I like Dvorak. Um, he's a good middle six center, I would say right now. I wouldn't say he's a proven second line center. I mean, his numbers at best are like 20-goal, 40-point numbers. I mean, is that good for a second-line center? Yeah, it's okay, but it's more like towards like the bottom end of second-line centers. You want your second-line center scoring like 50, 60 points somewhere in that range, and Dvorak's not that. I mean, could Dvorak do more with better linemates around him in Montreal? Sure. That, that, that's definitely a possibility, but – Arizona now has, again, like I said, it's like three picks in first round. They have God knows how many second rounders. I, I think it's like five
2: two. in this year's draft.
1: Five? Yeah. So they, they could easily take two or three of those, move up into the first round if they want to, and get another first round pick in what's going to be a pretty good draft. So they're set. Carolina gets a good young player and overpays drastically for him. I, don't, I mean, good, good for you, 2021 offer sheet champs. Well done. Anthony. You, you went out of your way to troll a team and overpaid a player drastically just so you can show off your social media prowess? Excellent job. Anthony. Uh-oh. Let's not do that. You want to pay Alex Nendelkovich.
0: No, <laughs> so, go ahead. Go ahead, Phil. You froze. That's why we thought you were done. But you wanted to pay Alex. N- N- oh,
1: okay. No, I didn't know that I froze. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say you didn't want to pay Alex three, and $3 million. And then you went and signed Anderson and Ranta to injury prone and underwhelming an goaltenders. I mean, and then you sign Tony D'Angelo after losing Dougie Hamilton, traded for Ethan Bear. I mean, their all hasn't been good, so I don't know why they're going around and acting like they're like King of the Hill or something.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to go back to. And hey, hey, sorry, hey. now I'm going to jump you. Uh, it's it's uh, how do you not pay Alex and half a million dollars more? Are you going to overpay Isberry uh, uh, Kakadiemi that he's you're gonna that was the what they were gonna do with that? No, that it doesn't it just doesn't compute. You, the most important positions goaltender. You had a runner up for rookie of the year, I believe, with a 9.21 save percentage. Uh you guys could correct me in the comments if I'm wrong right now. I'm doing that off the top of my head. Um, but it's 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 just what are you doing? You are probably gonna have the same offer sheet for five million dollars and pay Nividalkovich finally to you, Anthony.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I guess, I guess you got to go Arizona. I mean, listen, they're not going to be a competitive team at all this year, but they got yet another first round pick. Um, actually, I think they got a, they got a second round pick in the deal too. Um, it was a first and a second for Dvorak. if uh, I remember correctly. So, um, you know, they, they got a haul for a player that, you know, clearly they were, they were trying to sell off the whole off season. I mean, there were rumors that the Bruins were going heavy after him earlier this summer. So, um, you know, credit to them. Um, yeah, I mean, I get the Canadians got a player that will definitely help them this year. The Dvorak's no slouch. Um, and the Hurricanes, uh, like I said earlier, ultimately got the player they wanted. But, you know, long term and more realistically value wise, I think you got to say Arizona here.
0: I think I think Arizona won running away because they got all the bullets in the gun. And they're they're targeting a complete and total rebuild right now. And it didn't not work only, in 2015.
1: Not only that, but they're probably the favorites to get Sheen right after this. Yeah, I mean, and you can talk about
3: what what Arizona. Can you guys hear me?
0: Yeah, no, uh, no, you were choppy. You're choppy, I, but we we got the. Can you hear us?
1: Uh, this. Yeah the in, the internet sucks here. I'm sorry.
0: No, um, well, it'll probably clear up in a little bit. So, um, just yeah. really quick around the roundtable: Montreal playoff team next year? Yes or no? Tilk? no. Okay, Anthony
1: Weber's out. No. Um, we're going in and out.
2: Yeah, be, we got the no. I'm. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say no, but I'm. I'm real close to saying. Boston, Boston misses and Montreal gets in in place of them, but I, I think it's
0: going to be incredibly tough. I think the Metro I, is sending five teams.
2: Yeah, I, I I say no though. Right now, Montreal no.
0: Yeah, and I'm going no as well. So, but also, what do you guys think? Who won this weekend? Was it Montreal? Was it uh, the Hurricanes, or was it Arizona? Um, is there anything that we overlooked? Is Christian Dvorak really going to be the difference maker? Montreal hope he's hopes he's going to be. Is KK going to be the difference maker? The Hurricanes hope he's going to be. Throw it all down in the comments below. Um, and also, once again, we're raffling off a hoodie and a t-shirt from Hadrick Apparel. Which, uh, again, I had this picture up for them right there. Go check that out. This uh, well also awesome. Whenever you do that, make sure you hide the banner, and then you can actually see it. Right. <laughs> All right. Going back to other news this week, uh, the, I, the NHLPA, the IOC, and the NHL agreed to send the players back to um, the Olympics. They skipped out on Pyeongchang. I've been having trouble with Kakademi, but I'll be able to get Pyeongchang very easily. <laughs> um, but it's – so they skipped out on Korea what do you guys think about them going back right now? Is it the right time? But, or, uh, or we'll forget. And actually, you know, let's forget we have so many videos about whether or not it's the right time. What do you think about it? And what are you looking forward to right now? Bill.
1: The Olympics. I, I mean, the U S roster is really an intriguing one. I, I mean, you're going to probably see Adam Fox playing defense for them. He's probably going to play big minutes for the man this year. Um, Is Jack Eichel gonna play? We we don't know if Jack Eichel's gonna play. Another
0: reason for him to get whatever surgery he wants.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, he we don't know if he's gonna play. Um, we I mean, do do both brothers make it? The US has such a young and -and up-and-coming roster. I mean, Canada's obviously the odds-on favor. They're just stacked, especially forward. Their goaltending looks a little shaky. Their defense still looks pretty good, but that forward core is just nuts. It's insane. There's just so much talent up front. It's not even funny. And then, you know, Russia, I mean, they have two of the better goalies in the entire tournament, and they've got a good group of forwards. just Ilya Kovalchuk play. I mean – They've got some guys from the KHL that could probably do damage on Olympic sized rinks. So uh I but I'm I'm looking most forward to seeing Team USA. And I definitely want to see what the jerseys look like. I hope they're nice.
0: They're always great jerseys.
2: Anthony. Um, well it comes down to the the players really like representing their countries in the Olympics. So um they wanted they wanted this badly. Um they got it. Um, you know, with some drawback. I know it was said that I Believe like if they contract um, COVID while they're there, uh, I don't believe like the NHLPA insurance is going to cover it. But that's something they're willing to they're willing to sacrifice to get this done. Um, and listen, the f- fans like playing. You like, I mean, every time the NHL has, has been representing the Olympics, I've watched the games and it's really enjoyable. Um, like we talked about a few weeks ago, that that Parise goal against Canada tie the game late. I mean, that was an incredible moment. Um, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that. Uh, so Olympic hockey is awesome. You know, I mean, it, the only thing that rivals winning a Stanley Cup is winning a gold medal for your country. You'll hear the players say. Um, so it's going to be, you know, passionate, you know, emotional hockey. Um, I'm looking forward to it for sure. As far as which teams are going to compete. I mean, John said it. The Canadian team just looks unbelievably stacked with the options they can go with at forward. So I'm curious to see how they end up building their team. Um, I mean, their center depth with with McDavid, McKinnon, Crosby, you know, uh, Barzell, Point. It's just insane. Um, That team is going to be a juggernaut. Uh, USA is still going to be – they're going to be a solid team as well. You know, Matthews, Patrick Kane, even though he's getting older, he's going to be one of the top players there. You you know, you have the Kachuk brothers. Um, You know, then you have guys like McAvoy and Fox on defense. The goaltending is really strong. Uh, Hellebuck and goal for sure. Um, and then there's Russia. I mean, Russia is the defending gold champions, you could say from the last Olympics, uh, or should I say the Olympic athletes from Russia being, I don't think they're still allowed to play under the Russian flag still, but, um, you know, they're, they're always going to be a good team. You know, you have all their skilled forwards, even though they're getting older, Malkin, Ovechkin, uh, Datsuk still playing in the KHL, got to assume he'll be on the roster, um, you, uh, Kuznetsov remember is not eligible to play because he's banned. So he will not be available to them, which hurts them at the center ice position. Um, you know, but they have, um, you know, uh, Shibachev from, for who tried out with Vegas a couple of years ago and then make it went back to KHL. He's one of the top players there. He'll probably be on the team.
0: I think um, he just had a hat trick in the KHL just yeah, this
2: week. Yeah, he did. Um, and their goaltending is John. I mean, you're talking Vasilevsky, Varlamov as the, as the two goalies, um, you know, and then we said, I'm sure Shesterkin and Sorokin will probably battle for that third spot. Um, but when you have Vasilevsky as your number one, those guys really don't see much playing time. Let's face it, he's the best goalie in the world. Who um, are the three the goalies you said for Russia so far? I said it's going to be Vasilevsky, Varlamov. And then okay, the, you did say
0: Varlamov. I missed yeah. the Varlamov yeah, one.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then don't forget about the the Nordic countries, like Sweden and Finland. Um you know, they're, they're good teams. Finland plays a, a stifling defensive brand of hockey. Uh, you know, they're going to be competitive. And then Sweden, you know, Robin Leonard will be in goal. Um, they still got some talented, talented players, you know, Philip Forsberg. Um, so it's, I'm really interested to see, I think it's good for the game. I think it's good for the, the league. Uh, and obviously, as I said, it's great for the players. So I'm on board with it. Let's just hope that, you know, players don't suffer injuries. So, you know, it affects their team back home in the NHL when, when it's over. That's the only downside to it. But um, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Um, and again, you know what? I had to stop myself when, when I started this up uh, because of about whether or not it's the right time to go or not. That's a previous video. You can check it out on one of the On the Marks. However, uh, I you know what? There is an excitement for uh, Olympic hockey coming back. And that there were so many great moments. And what 2018 kind of felt like? Um, it, it kind of felt like uh, the last season of Scrubs, where they're like, "Oh, look, we got a couple cameos from older people that were in here," uh, but really the show isn't really the same. That's what 2018 was. Sure, you had a Brian Gianta in in there, and uh, uh, Ilya Kovalchuk was playing, but let's be honest, if they had the all star rosters. That were in every single one of these games, the, the, it would be huge. It would be uh, appointment viewing, and you have to watch it all the time. Just think about it like this: when, um, when TJ Oshie scored, were you awake for that?
2: That was did we talking about the shootout game? The shootout, yeah, what? I'm what? sorry, TJ. I think that was yeah. during. I, I remember. Yeah, I was home for that. I'm pretty sure that was during the day. The no,
0: afternoon. it was. It was nine um, o'clock in the morning. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. I didn't sleep the night before. Yeah. I didn't bother sleeping because I got off of work at about five thirty. Got got breakfast. Went home. It, it was seven o'clock. Was when it was starting, and I just figured, no, you know what? Boom. I watched that entire game, and I was a vegetable the rest of the day. But that's a different story. <laughs> um, but it's just stuff like that. Romanell asked us a great question: of Will Yager be on the roster? And they might be playing anyway. I mean, how? Uh, Peter. I don't know. Peter Nedved is he the first guy ever to play for two different teams in the Olympics? Bobby Holik, for-
1: had, um, Holik had. Holik uh, had played for the U.S. He had. He also had double citizenship, so Holik played for the U.S. and then played for the Czechs as well. Okay, okay. I mean,
2: regarding Yager, it's not. It's not like the Czechs are a country like. Um, like stacked, Slovakia, yeah. or Slovakia, or Denmark, who only have like a few NHL. Kazakhstan, players. yeah. He,
3: he,
2: they they're deep enough where they don't need a what a fifty. However old he is, a fifty year old Yarmir Yager. So I, I don't think he'll be on that roster. Uh,
0: yeah, it I, might I, not I happen. Know. But uh, a fifty year old Yarmir Yager might be better than uh, some of the guys I got on their roster right now. You
2: know what's an um, interesting one? Um, Jake Jacob Chichern, um has has dual citizenship, but I heard he's already played for Canada at a younger, you know, um, when he was younger. So I, I think he would probably represent Canada over the U.S., but he does have dual citizenship.
1: He has a strong case for making it too. He 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 had a hell of a year this past yeah. year.
0: He's, he's, yeah. yeah, and he's, he's one of on those there. guys that I don't think Arizona is going to move in their total stripped down rebuild. Um, but so uh, yeah, it's 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 for for that. It's a great thing that the United States is going back to the Olympics, and or not just the United States, obviously the, the NHL players. And now we get to see what it looks like when Connor McDavid, uh, Nate McKinnon, and Sidney Crosby are the three centers that we're gonna have to face when you have to face Canada. Damn it! So yeah, I
2: mean, they, they, I mean, you never know. With the, they have so many line combinations, but. Can you imagine if they had a line of, of McKinnon, McDavid, and Barzell? You know how much speed that is? Like I I I, I don't know yeah. what that I don't know what that would do to the opposing team in defense, but that that's like that's like way too much speed. It's almost unfair. I don't it know if the fit.
1: three of them could play together like that. How the hell who the hell has the puck the entire time?
2: Yeah. There's yeah. three that guys that are gonna be want to play
0: about all this. Yeah,
2: it, like I said, it's unlikely to happen. But I'm just talking in, in terms of like skating ability and speed. That line would be absolutely incredible.
0: But again, that's what you love about this. You start seeing stuff like that, and then you get like a 2006 where um, Canada was upset by uh, Switzerland. So, and that go that goes a long way. Uh, so, guys, I do have to go with my five. Yeah. I got my five greatest moments from Olympic hockey over the last uh, 20 years since Nagano. By the way, once again, we are uh, giving away a hoodie and a sweatshirt from uh, Hattrick Apparel. There you go, right there. There's some of them. And check them out. Uh, Hattrick, there's a dash, and then apparel. But All right, so coming in, number five, rookie goaltender in 2006 is an outstanding player of the tournament and wins the gold medal Henrik Gonquist bringing home the gold for Sweden um we mentioned this one a minute ago but it's very true and i love this picture too that i found for it TJ Oshi in Sochi yep Sochi um, Broshi Oshi yeah and and again it it just they kept going back to him it looked like the united states was going to lose at least twice and facing not necessarily elimination, but and he put two in the net. Um, it, it was
1: literally the the Taves Mueller shootout from the 2007 World Juniors. Seven years later, in the, in the own, Olympics.
0: But the, the difference old. was with that, it it's it was just Oshi. They went Kovalchuk and Datsuk, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then they started going to just Kovalchuk.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that is true too. Well number uh, number three gotta go with the upset of all upsets since 1998 the Belarus team beating the number one seed oh, Sweden that <laughs> was Tommy unbelievable Salo. and you could still yeah. if you watch that game it was I think it was a 2.30 in the afternoon game you could still see Tommy Salo jump up having the puck hit his shoulder fly over his head and roll on the net that was and bad. I believe correct me if I'm wrong get boys' Bruce lost life. Yeah, he was the only one on there. Ruslan Soleil of the Anaheim. I'm oh, sorry. They were still the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim at that point. Coming in, number two. Got to go to the Nagano Olympics. We had the goal. are Dominic Hasek stoned Canada. They they won in shootout. And the only goal in the shootout was scored by... Nedved. Filk? Uh,
1: wasn't that Peter Nedved? Robert Reichel. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. Yes, right. Robert yes, Michael,
0: yes. who was using right. a Hespler hockey stick while Rain- <laughs> Wayne Gretzky was on the other day on the bench. And that was Wayne Gretzky's hockey stick company. This oh, one goodness. is an honorable mention to me because this 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 Olympics, the 2002 Olympics to me was, was the pillar of the Olympics. Um, way there. The United States versus Canada. There were so many Hall of Famers on the ice. So many guys have scored a thousand points in the league. And um, and it's the one time I can point to in any of this. Canada was the underdog, and and the United States was the ones rolling through people. Guys, what? I got to take a breath because uh, number one, we know what's coming, and that's Vancouver 2010. Sidney Crosby's OT winner to beat Ryan Miller. Still remember watching that game and thinking to myself. The shootout lineup that the, that America could put out there thinking about Kane and T- uh, versus Taves and um I look up Crosby scores. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah was, uh, describe that. But that I Parise was, goal still was. that's gonna yeah, live forever.
2: I was crushed. I was yeah. crushed. But that yeah, that Parise goal was was I that was that was just awesome. That yeah. was awesome.
0: And, and that was also a hell of a team that they, they put together that year. So, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, we, we know about the, uh, USA hockey do or die that I have, um, uh, that I edited back when I first started this channel is also, uh, one of my greatest moments in, um, American hockey history. So by the way, guys, check that out. I'll provide the links to it above. Uh, is there any moments you guys could think of that I might've missed? I mean, so, I, I mean, me personally, know, or any of them,
2: <laughs> but the team USA trashing the room, <laughs> that's not one of the best moments. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, before, no, that's not a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Kachuks, but you know, without that outburst from Kachuk and maybe they don't trash the dressing room, they don't perform as well in, to, in 2002. And they were motivated to not only save face, but to get their reputation back. And the only the only thing I wish I could go back in time, go into an alternate reality where Brett Hall elevates that puck. And then it's and then I, I the game is tied and Yeah. Yeah. And that, that Mario
1: that Mario Lemieux play where the pass through the legs and I think a scored the goal.
0: It was either a or Korea. Forgot Korea, because that
1: was the line. It was it was Lemieux, Aginla and Korea. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And they did Jeez. not start off well in, in Salt Lake. Uh, they were getting, guys were getting torched left and right. Yep. But again, what do you guys think? Uh, there are there any other great Olympic moments you could think of? Throw it down in the comments below. And also, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. All right. Um, we are mowing through some of these. Uh, and like I said, once again, giving away the hoodie from uh, Hattrick Apparel. Uh, like I said before, let me just throw them up there again. There's a lot of good stuff that's on there, and not just uh, not just hockey stuff, but you know what? Some of the hockey stuff is awesome. So, all right, and uh, we're not officially sponsored by anybody yet because we're not monetized, but still, you you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Let's just go to the bar talk segment. So let's just get these banners off and. Because we got a lot for you guys right there.
1: I'm going to take a shot on this one. You're going to see beer.
0: I'm buying everybody around on this. Oh, my God. Well, everybody, welcome to the Big Apple Hockey Bar Talk segment, where we gauge our confidence on NHL topics based off our choice of drink. And uh, this one was from me from watching uh, TV Sunday night where the NHL channel released their 50 greatest players right now. And at number 39, Mika Zibanejad. Uh, should Mika Zibanejad be higher? We'll start with Philk.
1: I'm going to say beer because I, I don't know if he's a top I would say maybe a top 20, 25 forward, somewhere in that range. Um, then you got to factor in defensemen and goalies as well. I, I I would have him a little higher than this, but not a ton. I don't know if I would have him. We're talking all overall players. I don't know if I would have him higher than I would say maybe 30.
2: So I'm going to go with beer. Okay. Anthony. Um, I, I, I think, I think beer, um, you know, I don't put much stock, I don't put much stock into the, um, into the the rankings. I mean, Flurry, like Marc-Andre Flurry was a couple spots ahead of him. Um, so it's, they it's players from all different positions and you can't really, you can't really compare position like goalie and forward like that. So to me, those rankings don't really mean anything. And like John said, he's a good player, but I mean, he's not like the elite amongst the whole league. So I mean, yeah, could he have been like, you know, 33rd or sure. But you're talking like inc- inconsequential when you're talking about a few spots. So, um, yeah, uh, beer for me. But overall, I think these lists are kind of eh.
0: We're going to make it a clean sweep. Um, I softened my stance on Sunday when I saw this. First, I went, you got to be kidding me. And then kind of thought about it and went, uh, I don't know. Like I mean, Matt Barzell's 42. Uh, so you figure he'd be a little bit higher too. I mean, Jake Gensel was uh, in like 41, I think. Some of uh, these, I, like that. I, I so think I, those two
1: are around, around, right. I would say.
0: You're right. That's why it's like, again, that's why I said I softened my stance on that because, uh, uh you, you know, I trust, trust in those guys. They're the ones that voted on it, but I would have, I would have had Mika initially in the twenties. And then I started thinking it to myself, maybe he's in the thirties. So uh, that's it on him. Here's one starting with you, Anthony. The Islanders have regressed this season. So season. I mean, I'll, I'll start.
2: So obviously, they've 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 brought in Zach Parise. You know, I Islanders still haven't announced it, but they've brought in Parise. So that get, that gets Leo Komarov out of out of the lineup, out of the lineup, and he's he's a better hockey player than Leo. So that that's an upgrade. Yeah, they lost Jordan Eberle, but. They brought back Kyle Palmieri, who will just take his spot on the top line. Um, and then you have Anders Lee back, And then Oliver Wallstrom will then just play on the third line where Palmieri would have played. And the guy had 12 goals in 44 games. You know, he, he looks like he's ready to break out. Um, yeah, and then they lost Nick Letty. They haven't, they haven't done anything to replace him yet. You know, obviously there's, there's still time until, you know, training camp this season starts. So who knows what's going to happen there. So you could look at that and say, oh, well, you know, Nick Letty's gone and right now they're going to, you know, as of this exact moment, they're going to replace him with like Hickey or a rookie like Samuel Bolduc or, or um, Robin Salo. So you could say that, you know, that's a downgrade, which you'd be right in saying, but the thing is the Islanders, regardless of Letty, they have trots. They're going to play within the same structure. That's not going to change. They still have the, their strength is still their team defense and goaltending. Um, So overall, um, honestly, no, I, I still think all consider, they're, the, they're the same team, I don't think they're going to be much different at all. Obviously, if they go ahead and, and get a guy like Tarasenko, which, you know, before he we went on, there was a couple of things that were being talked about, then yeah, that changes things, um, for the better. But right now, regardless of everything they did, I, I think they're the same Islander team and is going to play the same way. So, um, you know, no shot on this. I, I, I think they're the same New York Islander team.
0: I really need to make that shot guy bigger, Phil.
1: <laughs> uh, beer, and I, I would I, I would say this because it's it's slight. It's, it's not. They're probably the the division leader, the division winner at the end of the day. I would say, but I don't know what Zach Parise has to give you anymore. Even though, is he an upgrade over Leo Komarov? Yeah, probably, but how much of an upgrade? How much does Zach Parise have to give you? And can he stay healthy? And then there's Nick Letty. And and you can say whatever you want about Trotz's system and, and everything. Yeah, that's great, but you still need players to run that system. You can't just let go of someone like Nick Letty, who's a top-four defenseman, even though he's not the, the number-two defenseman or the top-pairing guy he was like four years ago or so. You can't let go of a guy like Nick Letty and not replace him. You Just you can't. And it, it's they've either got to go get somebody or somebody's really got to step up and, and take over it. So on paper, yeah, I would say they've regressed slightly. And you could say, oh, well, Kyle Palmieri takes over Jordan Everly's spot. Kyle Palmieri's not the playmaker Jordan Everly was. And Jordan Everly was a real good fit with Matt Barzell. Is Kyle Palmieri going to be a real good fit with Matt Barzell? Sure, he's a shooter. And and yeah, they do need snipers. And Andrews Lee is back, but you need someone who can also help drive the play. So you're losing one of your better play drivers, probably your number two forward, if you ask me. Uh, you're losing a top four defenseman. And, again, Parise, I don't know what he's going to give you. I don't. I, I To act like he's a sure thing and he's like a clear, clear cut upgrade over Komarov, I don't know at this point. Because I don't, I don't know if he's going to stay healthy. Do I think he's skill wise an upgrade? Yeah. But again, can he stay healthy? And he's old now. So, I mean, he's going to be what, 30, 37? So, I, I don't know. I don't know what he has left to give. So, I, I, I'm going to say beer here. It's not, not big, but there's definitely a little bit of it. A-
0: I'm going to say beer. I'm a little bit closer to shot. And the reason why I'm even saying it like that is because I love their forward group. I think their forward group is great. But Phil, you just convinced me on one thing: they they could actually, um, not fill the the role that uh, Jordan Everly was, because Jordan uh, Jordan uh, Palmieri isn't the playmaker. Maybe, but maybe Parise slides in one of he could be on any one of those lines and at least be productive. I'm not saying a full season. I'm not saying 50 points. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, and though know, he had he had 20 goals, I think it was two years ago, 25 so, a year ago, a year ago. So it's 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 not the Rome possibilities. But you're putting all this on a 38 year old uh, guys from the 2003 draft who um <laughs> was still <laughs> yeah, but he was also one of the He Still got, got nothing out of his Ranger fans, so. <laughs> <laughs> Which by the way, check out our what if on the Rangers drafted uh Brian Getzlaff instead of Hugh Jessman, uh inspired uh, by the Marvel What If series. So um, yeah, I'm just saying to beer with it. I think the islanders might have regre- regressed a little bit, but they're gonna there's still two more weeks, and we'll see who they got on PTOs to um uh, fill that fifth spot or the sixth spot that you know what I mean, the right date. Okay, guys, here's the one you guys have been waiting for a little bit. Don Liddell is lying when he says the KK offer sheet was not about revenge. Going with you, Anthony, you first.
2: <laughs> um, you know, Shot, again, I, I know that he's tried to trade for Cockney before the offer sheet, but and I know he doesn't necessarily control the social media team. There's a separate department, but everything they did there, just like the trolling and the it's just the, so, the so you mean round not shot sorry yes round sorry um it, it's it, it, come on it's blatantly obvious with everything they've done um it was definitely a revenge uh yeah they like i said they like the player but you know the, the this was revenge cold served on a cold dish there um I don't have to go over everything that like I said the social media team did there was a slew of them um of things they did and it was funny and I think the sport needs more of it but it's it's around here
0: okay Phil I'll just put it right up for you <laughs> there you go
1: I mean what what else is there really to say it, it just it, again like Anthony said the social media team is not controlled by what else but like I, everything that they did. And the fact that it was Jesperi Kotkaniemi and the fact that it's an offer sheet and the fact that they went and overpaid him drastically for one year on the offer sheet really goes to show you that although they may have had interest in Emmy, apparently they didn't have enough interest to the point where they couldn't even offer him a long-term offer sheet. Like one year? Obviously, you're not sure about the player if you're only doing it for one year.
0: So, um, Yeah, that, that one's kind of got me too. Um, I, I am going to go beer, though. Uh, I, be, I believe it 100%. The social media team, he doesn't control. Y- y- if you're doing it for revenge, I mean, part of it is like that Simpsons thing where it's why do you want to be a big brother? Don't say revenge. Don't say revenge. Uh, revenge. And then... She checked it off that that was actually one of the options, but this is a, if you're going six point, if you're going to blow up your salary cap, risk a first and a third on a player that, I mean, who knows? He might work out. He might not, but if it's just solely out of spite, that's not going to work. It's, that's not going to be in there it's it's sort of like trying to return an item for spite like they did on Seinfeld they said nope you can't return it not out of spite um uh but talking about uh the coyotes before who were in this weekend the coyotes should be targeting Shane Wright I will just throw mine up there I'm buying everybody on this one because Shane Wright oh wait a minute did, did you mean to put they are
1: targeting
0: or? No, it
1: should be targeting, right? Did, I, I would say our targeting would be the, because, the, I mean, this is, this is everybody should be buying around on this, this is Oh, uh, no- we're,
0: we're, we're probably going to be, but. I, I posed,
1: it
2: that, R. posed it as the Coyotes are tanking for Shane Wright.
0: Yeah, that that's what I, I was about to say. That... Right, but exa- exactly, it was to gauge the... All right, hold on. This is why it's good whenever we have pre-production meetings, so we don't have to do this while we're on the air, are are tanking for Shane Wright. Though, to be honest with you, I thought I had his first name wrong when you had that reaction. No, no, it's... All right, so the Coyotes are tanking for Shane Wright. There we go, and... I'm buying everybody around on this one because they have to. When you're in a total teardown, you should be trying to get the number one overall pick. Um, The Rangers got that when they got Kako. They got lucky when they got Lafreniere, but the Coyotes are the opposite of what the the Rangers were. The Rangers, uh, the Coyotes were unlucky when they were trying to get McDavid, and it's just. This is a chance for Arizona to clean the slate and get everything right because uh, uh, Chica was just terrible for them. He was just awful. <laughs> Anthony,
2: uh, yeah, it's around. Um, you know they've they, they they gave away Connor Garland and OEL for um, for guys like Antoine Roussel and Louis Erickson. I mean, it's. They, they, those two of the best players they traded. Now Dvorak's gone. Um, there are rumors that Phil Kessel was possibly, you know, going to be traded, and I would think at some point in the season, if he's not traded beforehand, will be he'll be gone. Yeah. Um, their team is just bare bones right now. Um, you know, they took on Andrew Ladd for crying out loud. I mean, they, um, they. It's and look at their goalies. I mean, we talk about Buffalo's goaltending situation with with Aaron Dell and Craig Anderson. They got they got uh, Carter Hutton and uh, the, the young kid. His first names escape me right now, but Kazanar, who's like an unproven unproven guy. So like <laughs> they're they're definitely going to be competing with Buffalo for for Shane right here. Um, and, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, their arena situation is up in the air. Uh, they're trying to secure a new arena at Tappy. Um, you know, this could going to be their last year at Gilla River Arena. Um, you look at their roster, and like I said, it's just – it's bad. It's bad, fellas. And um, yeah, <laughs> anybody tries to say they aren't tanking for Shane Wright, you need to get a clue because, I mean, it's blatantly obvious that they are. Philk? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I, I left it yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 just basically, yes, I mean, there's, <laughs> what, what else are they going to do, the, the, Phil Kessel, like Anthony said, is probably traded at some point this season, if not before the start of the season, I'm surprised it didn't happen because there were rumors that Arizona would even be looking to retain on Phil Kessel to make a trade happen. And there would be a bunch of teams that would be interested in him at what three point four million, I think, because it's six. I think he's making six point eight against the cap right now because Toronto has retained part of his salary. I think one point two (laughs) million. But um, I mean, you get Phil Kessel three point four million. I mean, he's still a top six winger. No, make make no mistake about that. And then they retained on OEL. They didn't just give away him and Garland. They being retained on OEL. Like, how ca- how much more clear can you make this that saying, "Oh, hey, we're gonna suck. Not only we're we gonna suck for Shane, right? But while you're at it, why don't you just give us Connor Bedard or Matvey Mechkov
0: next year?" Well, they're, they're trying to make sure that they get him. because so that, that's gonna... literally what they're. Doing. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. on their roster, they only have they only
2: have three forwards. Who have more than one year left on their on their contract of term? Clayton uh, Kelly, Clayton Coward, Andrew Ladd, and Nick Schmaltz. Literally every single other forward and on that roster is not even going to play. Only has one year left, so the roster after this yeah. year is be
0: it's uh, empty. Well, I mean, they have to reset almost everything in that organization. They went to Glendale. They shouldn't have gone there. They, nope. if they were in Scottsdale, so much better for their, in uh, for their their franchise.
1: And you'll um, be closer to Mark.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, there <laughs> you go. I mean, gonna get there eventually. The, still a few years, still still years away. Uh, I got family. Even... I got family in Arizona. That's that's a sad uh, part. That's a sad part. They had three forwards that are on, that are on like under. After this upcoming season. And one of them is even going to play. <laughs> That's yeah. ridiculous. But you know what else is kind of sad about it is they, this was a team that was nearly did a you playoff you're team. You guys are all that or no? We, we got what was the important parts.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: the, uh, this was a team that was nearly a playoff team the last two years. Hmm. Darcy Kemper was keeping them in yeah. for everything. And now they got, uh, I believe they got, They, they did, did they have Colorado's first? I forgot about that. But they got a a slew of first-round picks and second-round picks. They can rebuild this pretty quickly. they just got to make the right decisions. The Coyotes have not been making the right decisions for years. And, you know, sometimes that's what happens when you hire a 29-year-old GM. Just guys in diapers. Guys, this is finally the year. I'm just
1: doing the wrong
0: things. Oh, just completely. All, All of it was wrong. This is finally the year the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals fall off. Anthony, to you. <laughs> um,
2: you guys remember Arthur Staple laughed with us about this uh, last week when he when he talked about the Penguins and the Capitals. Um, it seems like a lot of people have been predicting it for years. Uh, I mean, I mentioned that, uh, this past year, I predicted both of them to miss the playoffs and the Rangers and the Flyers to make it. And I was I was horribly wrong there. Um but you know this year, um, I think I think this is finally going to be the year. At least one of them does. I, I currently have the Penguins out of the playoff picture. Um, Pour on so, that in a little bit. Tr- Tristan Jarry is just not. I mean, listen, he, I'll give him his due. He was a he was a you know he was okay during the regular season last year. He just collapsed in the playoffs. But he's not. I don't think he's particularly a good starting reliable goaltender. Um, then you know they lost of – and McCann, who are both, I think, good players. Tanev's a pest to play against. He's hard. To, he's he's hard in all areas of the ice, and he can chip in offensively. And then McCann's a good. He's he's a good top six forward. And they lost those two guys, and they're placing with Brock McGinn and Denton Heinen. I mean, Denton Heinen hasn't looked good since his first year with Boston, and Brock McGinn, you know, he's what he is. He's a he's a solid bottom six player. But um, I think anybody with a brain would take Tanev. And McCann over those two any day of the week. And those are the only moves they made. I mean, yeah, they just signed uh, Boyle and Bartowski to PTOs. But I mean, those those really aren't anything significant. Um, and then, yeah, you could rest your laurels on that. They still have Crosby and Malkin and they'll propel you, which is true to an extent. And, you know, Gensel's a good player. Latang had a good year. But I don't know. In this division, that's so tough. I maybe I'm eating crow again. I don't, I don't see it with them. As far as the Capitals go, um, you know, their team's still pretty much intact. Minus uh Brennan Dillon uh, who went to Winnipeg. Um, but you know, Ovechkin's still Ovechkin. Backstrom is still playing at a high level. Uh, Oshie's still a very good player. Um, you know, they got Anthony Monta from the Red Wings who I thought was fits the Capitals game pretty well. They needed to be heavier. Um, you know, Sam Sonoff looked okay. Vanacek looked okay. I think that goaltending is much better than Pittsburgh's. So I'll, I'll give the Capitals another year. I, I don't think they'll drop with the Penguins, but I, I will say uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that this is the year where I get it right on the Penguins. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to cap, I can't say round because I still say the Capitals are going to be a good team. So I guess I'll go beer there.
0: Good, because I actually thought it was it was round, but then I remembered it's an end that's yeah. in there. Phil, uh, I'm
2: going to go
1: beer. Uh, I'm running out of And I, I I don't I I put the Rangers behind them. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But the thing with Pittsburgh is that their bottom six depth is now non-existent after losing guys like Tadev and McCann. And those, and like Anthony said, those guys are miles better than the guys that got to replace them in like Heinen and McGinn. And Heinen really hasn't looked good since that 40 point year that he had with the Bruins. Um, McGinn is really kind of more of a fourth line player than he is a third line player. I think he's one of the better fourth liners in the league. If you have him on your third line, you're all right, but it's still not a a, a good team or, or a good thing to have him on the third line, I should say. But the big things in Pittsburgh are – the I would say the X factors are, is Jeff Carter going to play like he played down the stretch and in the playoffs for them? Because if Carter plays like that, then that team's a lot better. I don't know if he can do that without guys like McCann and uh, being there. Because that, that was a, a big part of that line. Uh, I, don't, I, I just don't know if if he can really do that at this point. I don't know if he can carry a lion on his own because – Look, look at the depth that on that team, otherwise. You have Sam Lafferty. He really anything to write home about? No. Nope. Evan Rodriguez. No. I mean, Zach Aston Reese is a physical presence. Decent fourth liner. No, no, again, nothing special. Kasperry Kapanen, to me, is he's gotta he's gotta take a big step forward offensively for this team to be a player that that's another one that really sticks out to me. Um, and their defense, it's the same defense. I, I, I mean, it, it's an underrated group. They get the job done. They've got two puck movers in Latang Marino. Dumoulin's a solid two-way guy, number two guy. I mean, Matheson, I think, is kind of garbage. So, I mean, if he has another bad year, that could really hurt them. Uh, but, again, does Jari play like he played in the playoffs or does he play like he played in the regular season? Does he play like he played in the playoffs? Forget about it. That team's going nowhere fast. Uh, Washington only lost Brendan Dillon. Otherwise, it's the same team. And the big X factor in Washington is Sam Sonoff. Does Sam Sonoff take a step forward this year? Or does he just kind of, pan, uh, kind of plateau – And he's like a a bottom-of-the-pack type starter where he's good enough to be a starter, but he's not really good enough to win you anything. So I I think the firepower on that team is still good enough to make them a playoff team. Their defense is still decent, even though you're going to ask more now of uh, Nick Jensen. Uh, Michael Kempney is going to have to play the way that he played in 2018 when they got him. And I don't know if he's really got that in him anymore. And then Justin Schultz. Does Justin Schultz give you another real solid offensive season moving the puck and on the power play? So, um, Washington's, they're still going to make the playoffs. Pittsburgh, I'm really not sure on. So I'm saying beer here.
0: And, uh, unfortunately, because of the word and in this sentence, I am going to have to say, uh, beer as well. The reason why is because I think one of them could fall off. I don't think both can. Uh, Crosby hasn't, hasn't missed the playoffs since 2005 and Washington. uh, Sorry, 2000 to 2005, season. Yeah. Everybody missed the playoffs in 2005. (laughs) So, so that's for one. I'm not in love with Pittsburgh's defense uh, at all. Malkin is going to be out with knee surgery through training camp, possibly into the regular season. Um, Jeff Carter, I think he had his legs after that trade. So he felt good. He was like, Hey, he felt a little bit young, a little bit of jump.
2: Um,
0: but there's, there's a lot of questions I have with just the Pittsburgh Penguins. Also, by the way, Tristan Jari, uh, I mean, Jocelyn Tebow, uh, just, all you got to do is shoot on his, hide his glove. You can't, you can't even get it. The Islanders figured that one out pretty quickly. Um, The just I'm and Casey De Smith a full season with him he might they might be okay going to the Capitals you can call them Capit old they have I think it's nine players on their roster over the age of thirty so eventually father time catches up and especially when you play a bruising style so I I'm not it's so hard to to completely just write one of these teams off. But one of them is definitely going down. The Metro, I think, is the toughest division in hockey, and it's it's not going to be an easy division for either one of those teams. I'll say it's the Penguins the ones that that go down because um, they got, I think, a few more question marks, and there's still an injury or two away from just completely missing it. Yeah, but I don't like that. To it's, it's just so hard to bet against Sydney Crosby. That's part of the problem. Speaking of teams that uh, could miss the playoffs, I had this one. The Toronto Maple Leafs are going to make the playoffs. I'm sorry, are going to miss the playoffs. Guys, I'm playing everybody around on this. I don't I don't think Toronto's making it this year. They, they got to compete with Tampa, Florida, Boston, um, Montreal, I, 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 things can change right away, but you're putting it all on Jack Campbell and Peter Morazic and uh, they can, they're, they're a decent regular season team. They're top heavy. Uh, no, I, I don't, I think they're going to miss it. Phil, you're doubting me. Go right ahead. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say shot here. And I, I don't know where
1: you're getting this from. I, I really don't. I get the divisions, but Montreal, Montreal has a ton of question marks and Shea Weber. They're, Number two defenseman, I would say, because Jeff Petrie is probably the number one. Now, Shea Weber is going to be out for the season. So, who do they get to replace him? And not only that, but are you getting Carrie Price in the playoffs or are you getting Carrie Price in the last few regular seasons? Because Carrie Price turned back the clock in, in the playoffs. Uh, uh, although, while I, I, I say that he did, he also got some help along the way. Toronto, <coughs> victims. Yeah. Those guys choke because that's what they do. Toronto chokes, and Winnipeg is their own. You have your star center taking runs at guys and taking them to the playoffs. So, an easy obstacle to, to get over. So, but um, yeah, I I don't see how. I I really don't see how Montreal makes it. And Boston is really not that good of a team anymore. Who's replacing David Krejci at center? Charlie Coyle? That's a great question. You're really going to hope that Charlie Coyle has another 50-point season like he had, what, four or five years ago? Yeah, I'm not buying that. I'm really not. That Boston team isn't really okay. better. And their defense, They're running Derek Forbert. Yikes, bro. Yikes. So um, yeah, Toronto is probably still the second best team in that division, maybe even the third. I would say Florida is really going to be a team to watch out for. So I'll say they're the third best team in that division. This is that's a shot.
2: Anthony, Tampa, Florida, and here's where I'm going to say I'm going to say beer because I. I I said before I'm not sure about Boston. You know, Rask is a free agent. He's having surgery. It's said that he will play for Boston once he's healthy. But for now, they have Linus Olmark and Jeremy Swayman in goal. Um, I don't trust that. They don't. They don't have. Um, I love bailing. Um, I <laughs> they they don't have Krejci. They signed Eric Holla and Nick Foligno. They lost Sean Corral. They brought in Holla and Foligno. Um, as John mentioned, they brought up Derek Forbort. Um, so for me, it's between it's really between Boston and Toronto missing it. Um, I'm going to I'm going to say Boston. But, Mark, I see where you're going with this Toronto team. You know, they they consistently choke in the playoffs and eventually it's going to get in their head where they just it's going to affect them. And they are they didn't. Kyle Dubas is not doing a good job. He didn't, I don't think he did anything to fix their issues. I mean, you brought back Wayne Simmons, who I think is cooked. You brought back Jason Spezza, who at this point is, a, you know, a fourth line guy and I don't think an everyday player anymore. Um, I mean, what, what 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 did they do? What, what did, how did they, ch- I thought, I think everybody knew they needed to change the makeup of their team. And I don't, I really don't think they did that. Um, at at all uh so i I don't know i mean just i guess just because of how good matthews marner uh nylander are alone um you know i say that that should be good enough for them to squeak into the playoffs Uh, i do i do say that i i like marazic a little better than anderson so i'll give him that i thought jack campbell was was forwardable for them um so i i think they get in but I think it's another first-round exit for them at this point, unless unless something drastically changes. Yeah. Again. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the one thing they did right,
1: I think, was bringing in Nick Ritchie. And I, I'm i not a big Nick Ritchie fan, but there might be some sort of untapped offensive potential there. If you put him with the right guys, maybe he gives you that. But he gives you a physical element that they've lacked. And you're right, Simmons is Thornton's in Florida now, and I, I still think, think he's cooked anyway. But sorry. Um, but the defense is the same. The only thing I'll say positive about their defense is that Rasmus Sandin will probably be on the roster full time this year, and I'm I'm pretty intrigued to see what he'll do because he looked good with them in the in the, the cup of coffee that he had this year with the team. So, but I, I think they're. I, I agree. They're another. First round exit. They're making it, but they're a first round
0: exit. I'm also looking at that division and I'm saying with the Florida Panthers coming in, because usually you we always looked for the last several years of the Metro would send uh the like five teams in and I I I just don't I'm not enthusiastic about Toronto. I'm not enthusiastic about Montreal. I'm not enthusiastic about the Bruins, but I think, still think they got the pedigree to make it. Um it's I, I, I'm i not a big believer in it. And you know what? It's not anything against the Maple Leafs. I actually, you know, I want Austin Matthews to succeed, but it's they, they got questions that they, they're going to have to answer. Let's see how it does. And the worst part is their answers can't be answered. Uh, their questions can't be answered until you get to a- April. It's what matters. Do it in the playoffs. Good for you guys. Do it in the playoffs. Got to win around. All right. Uh, none of Hurdle, Eichel, or Tarasenko will be moved before the season starts. Going down to the bottom square. Um, I, w- I was gonna go, I was gonna go
2: round on this. Um, but then with with the tweet from Strickland about possibly a third team that's willing to retain on Tarasenko getting involved, and then that other thing. Um, that won't be kind of. But, so I, I, I mean, I don't at this point. I don't think is going to be moved just because he still hasn't had any sort of medical procedure. Um, Adams still hasn't seemed to budge off of his uh, off of his stance on what he's asking for, um, and then teams not really being that enthusiastic about giving up uh, a lot of assets for Eichel not having them until you know a couple of months into the season. I think that's going to really hold things back there. Um, Hurdle. I mean, hurdle is, his name's out there now, you know, he was said that he was unhappy how they handled the Kane situation. Um, but then I read the other day that he said that, you know, he's going to start the season in San Jose and, and see how things progress in terms of, you know, deciding on which way he wants to go with really pushing forward with one to be moved or, or being amicable staying. Um, and then there's obviously Tarasenko. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised at all when all of them start their season in training camp. But if I if I had to pick one that I think would be traded beforehand, it would be Tarasenko. Um, but even then, I'm kind of like, you know, 60-40 on with him being there by the time camp starts, uh, which is crazy to think. Because if you would have asked me this question, um, maybe not so much with Hurdle, but if you would have asked me this question before free agency and before the draft, I would have said you guys are – you know, out of your mind, um, but things have changed, and you know, here we are. So that's just a reality situation. Um, so, beer with Tarasenko possibly being the guy that has a shot of being dealt beforehand.
0: Thanks, Anthony, because I was getting an itchy trigger finger waiting for it. Uh, Philk,
1: round. Um, I'm going to say round just because I, I, I think that a, 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 t- a trade like that to get the third team involved. It just takes time, and I know there's time left, but it's tricky and it's a process, and sometimes those deals, they're there, and then they just end up not materializing and falling through. So I, I, I don't know. You could say Arizona would be the team that would you know, help facilitate cap in some sort of way. I, I just don't think Tarasenko is being moved. I, I think that Armstrong is probably going to hold on to him. Probably going to want to see how he is. And if he's playing, then he's going to hope to move And that's been what I've been saying for a bit now. I think it's going to take some time to see that. So I think Tarasenko's move during the season. Eichel, I'm not even sure on anymore. I, I was so sure before the start, before everything happened. He told me back in May when everything came about, Eichel was going to be gone. Now, I'm not really sure on Eichel. And Hurdle, I think, ends up being a deadline deal. I think a real contender goes after him in the deadline, and I think there's going to be a bidding war for him, and the team might overpay. So I think all these guys are moved either during the season or, in Eichel's case, maybe later next offseason. So
0: I got to go around on this. Uh, the only guy that I can see moving right here is Hurdle, possibly Tarasenko. Um, and uh, Jack Eichel, no, he's going nowhere. Um, because th- the timetable doesn't work out anymore because he's going to have surgery. you going to miss him at least until January. Uh, there's going to be, uh, USA is going to ask if they can bring him. They're not uh, because he is just going to be getting off of surgery. Um, there, there's so many things about Eichel. No, just, just no, not anymore. Um, wait, what was that? Eichel will go to Tampa. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I was going to respond to that one. Uh,
1: Uh, Drysdale is on Anaheim. So I'm guessing Davey is probably confusing Tampa with Anaheim.
2: Um, Some, uh, Uh, some, some, some breaking news here. What do you got? Um, Penguins Twitter. uh, Crosby has underwent a successful wrist surgery and he's going to be sidelined for a minimum of six weeks.
1: He's not going to miss much time.
0: Yeah, but still that's, Six it, weeks did he, Crosby is starting minimum. to get to that point of he misses a month every single year. Or maybe I'm wrong. I'll look on those, on those he, uh, he's, parts. Again. Don't he's get me wrong. First
1: I, games are what, October 12th?
0: Yes. That would put him on track to be there that week, not necessarily – I mean, we're about four weeks away from opening uh, –
1: I, I I think you're looking I think you're looking at probably six, seven, maybe eight weeks for him. Maybe maybe he misses October, but uh I I I doubt how much time he actually misses in October. So
0: all right. Well, we are gonna finish up the bar talk. We have two more topics we're gonna do. And after this, we got our first ever power rankings for the Metro Division. So uh Yeah, like I said before, I I just – I don't see any of those guys moving. It's going to be too complex. No. Pierre Dorian is right to end the rebuild in Ottawa. Filk?
1: I'm going to go with a shot on this. And I saw the comment, and I I just – I don't get it. And he's made a lot of questionable decisions over the last, however, I would say five, six years or whatever – where I'm just looking at him, I'm like, how is this guy a general manager? Like, I I, I, I don't get it. And I don't get why you would want to end the rebuild with, with this team still being so young. Like, your your best players are all young. Kachuk, Batherson, Shabbat, Stutzler. They're all young players. So why would you not want Shane Wright at this point? I don't get it. I, I really don't. I have to question what's going on there, and and with with Melnick being the owner, and Melnick's got a reputation for being an absolute cheapskate. You would you would think that you know what? Hey, you know what? We're not going to go out. And we're, we're gonna they're gonna spend on players. So like his mentality kind of contradicts Dorian's statements because from Dorian's comment, you'd figure they would be adding pieces like high higher profile veteran players. Or a more established veteran with a higher salary to come in and help push his team towards a playoff spot. I don't know if the owner is going to go for that, especially right now. So I, I'm, I'm saying shot for this,
0: Anthony.
2: I'm going to go. I'm going to go beer, because um, because in the sense of since he really started the rebuild. I mean, he's, he's assembled a pretty good young core. I mean, you got Josh Norris, Stutzla, um, Batherson, Shabbat, Kachuk, uh, Shane Pinto's coming up. So they got, they got a good group at at some, at some point, you know, now that you have all these good young players, you have to start to compete. So I think when he says it's time to end the rebuild, I think he's saying that, you know, the senators that want to try to compete now and, I, I get it because they do have a they do have a lot of young talent. I mean, yeah, sure they could use Shane Wright. Um, I just don't think they're as bad as teams like Arizona and Buffalo. And sure, they could still win the lottery. They don't have to be the worst team in the league. But um, just ask I the Rangers. Think, yeah, <laughs> I, I think they're. I think they got a little too much young talent to really be that bad. So, I mean at some point your fan your fan base is your fan base gets frustrated you want to win you want to see progress and i think this is the year that the senators have to see some progress
0: i get uh, progress but not ending the rebuild but not to say to end the rebuild and there's a couple different i'm going to go with chat by the way on mine too uh, because um, i think what he's saying by by not ending the rebuild is he wants to see them compete um Sure. Okay. They were actually a pretty decent team in the last uh, two months of the season last year. They weren't just like Ottawa. But you know what? Matt Murray's not really going to help them win that much. and He's never healthy. Um, I don't know. I can't even name what the other goaltenders right now. I should have done that. But instead, I was a little bit lazy on my research right now. But it's Yeah, thank you. But it's just like it's... I don't see it, but to say the rebuild is over, that means you're you're trying to be a playoff team. And I don't think they're there. They're we talk about Montreal with problems. We talk about Toronto with problems. Where the hell would Ottawa fit on that list? So maybe they won't be, maybe they just don't want to be doormats, so and that's what they're trying to say. but uh, I'm I'm not buying that the rebuild is over completely. And lastly, since the NHL players are going back to the Olympics, Russia will win their second straight, gold medal by the way their first gold medal should be or since uh since nhl players started their first gold medal should really have an asterisk next to it since there weren't any nhl players in Pyong chang i am going to go a shot because i don't see it anthony <laughs> um beer yeah, okay, you have you have
2: Vasilevsky in goal. He's unquestionably the best goalie in the world. Um, you see what he's done for Tampa. Um, he's he's awesome. And as long as you have him in goal, they're gonna have they're gonna have a chance to win. Um, yeah, their defense isn't as good as other countries, but I mean, their offense is still good. Even though their their Russian stars are getting older, I mean, you're still talking Evgeny Malkin, you're still talking Alex Ovechkin, you know, you're still talking Kirill Kaprizov um Artemi Nikita Panarin, Kucherov, Nikita Kucherov, if he plays I mean Ilya Kovalchuk even though he's older I'm sure he'll be on the team Pavel Datsuk, you know the, the, the talent they have over in the KHL um so don't don't those are I say it again Kucherov, Panarin Kaprizov Ovechkin Malkin that that's an impressive Is Panarin playing I, I don't I mean we haven't heard anything about definitively about it so i guess you have to operate under the assumption that he would but i guess we'll see because that's is not he's banned we know that he won't be there but yeah even without him they still have a pretty good forward group so i mean listen i, I still put canada ahead of him um and I, I think based on usa as a whole i put them ahead of him but i wouldn't count them out by any stretch of the imagination philk
1: I'm saying shot, and and their forward group is good, but what's their defense? Exactly. Uh, Where's their defense? I'm having a lot of trouble. Provorov, who else? Zadorov, Romanov, Zadorov. You're going to win with that defensive group. Good luck.
3: You might
1: as well be trying to climb Everest with your bare hands and feet. Because that defensive group is not nearly good enough to take on Canada's forward group or the U.S.'s forward group. And remember, is Pavel playing? I, I mean, he's like, what, 40 now? Still probably good in, in, on international ice, but I don't know how much he has left to offer. If Kovalchuk plays, I don't know how much he has left to offer. I, I mean – Ovechkin's going to be thirty six in September, and uh, actually just under a week, I think. Yeah, next next week is his birthday, so he he's thirty six. Does he get hurt during the season? I mean, does is this the year where Alexander Ovechkin finally has a significant injury because he's been healthy for his entire career? I just think there's a lot of question marks with Russia. Um, could they win it? Yeah, anything's possible, but. <laughs> Uh, if you're saying will, I'm saying
2: shot. There you forgot one thing. And I saw a comment underneath the ticket. Their goaltending is the best goaltending depth there is. Vasilevsky the best goalie in the world. Yeah. Or something.
1: I, 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 He's the best goaltender. He's the best starter. I think the U.S. has better goaltending depth.
0: But again, here's one thing to say about goaltending depth and goaltenders. You can only play one at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So that that, that, that is a good point. So it's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you got three good goalies. You can only play one, and then. It's, but here's the thing. doing that.
1: Here's the thing. What if what if that one goaltender fails? If you don't have depth after that,
0: you're screwed. By the way, quick question. Um, Bobby Ganesh brought this in. Well, first up, by the way, generational talent is that better than franchise player? Yeah. Okay. You know, yes. Ter- terminology. So, um, McDavid but, is a generational. Okay.
1: Yeah. McDavid is a generational talent. Franchise players are player like
0: Tavares. Okay. But do you think Jack Eichel was the best American center pre-injury? Mm. Tim or Matthews, right?
1: Close. Close. I, I might have to give the edge to Matthews just because of what he did. What he did this year. Um, but if you would have asked me during the 1920 season, I would have said it, it's neck and neck because Eichel was scoring at a 94 point pace on a dumpster fire team in, in 2020 at in Buffalo. So Matthews has got guys like Marner, Nylander, Morgan Riley, while Eichel had the corpse of Jeff Skinner. Um, Victor Olofsson, Sam Reinhart, and Rasmus
0: Dahlin. We love to go to the corpse of someone joke. <laughs> well, that's but. basically
1: what Skinner is right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, uh, Eichel or McDay or Matthews, which one would you uh, choose as the best American center? I think I gotta go.
2: I think I gotta go Matthews, but it, it, it is. is close.
0: Yeah, and well, right now it's a lot easier when one of them can't even get on the ice. All right, guys. So we had a very long bar talk segment, but once again, we're raffling off um, a hoodie and a T-shirt from uh, Hatrick Apparel. There they are, right there. There's some of the shirts. Love that Mika's shirt. So can't wait to get mine out of that. Um, And uh, so put it all in the comments. I'll be keeping track of everybody. That's why I'm a little bit in space while I get lost for a minute. But it. Do you guys think the Islanders regressed? Is Mika better than the 39th player in the league? Uh, should the Coyotes be targeting Shane Wright? I mean, is Pittsburgh and uh, Washington finally going to fall off? or the Toronto Maple Leafs going to miss the playoffs? Throw it all in the comments below. All right. So we are actually doing our first ever power rankings. And uh, as usual, somebody with too much time on their hands has got to make an intro. And in case of you're wondering, I had to make that voice a little bit higher just to avoid any copyright strikes, which they're probably going to screw us on anyway. So uh, there you go. Um, so, for this, <laughs> so for this, each one of us have our rankings for the best team in the Metropolitan Division. And we're going to compare notes at the end, but we got our own Mr. John Volkowski to start us off with number eight.
1: Well, with number eight, I had the Blue Jackets. I just think that there's a lot of questions with this team. I mean, Jake Voracek should help Patrick Liney out a little bit, but their center depth is awful. Seth Jones being gone is a blessing in disguise, I guess, because of the fact that he just hasn't been good since the 2017-18 season ended. Um Zach Wierenski is one of the better defenders in the league, but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like what I have, uh, what I see there rather. I just, I don't think there's enough. I don't think there's enough, even with Max Domi still there. So I have them at eight. Um, at seven, um, just whenever you're running, I have the New Devils. Hamilton helps, so does Sitar. Um, I know they've made other moves. Those are really, their two big ones. Jack Hughes and Nico Hischier both a year more experienced.
3: Jack Hughes, I think, should have a pretty good year this year. Alexander Holtz, come over. Absolutely helped them because they've needed goal scorers. I think they're a little better this
1: year than they were last year. I think they'll be in games, but I just don't think they have the firepower to to really win them all. So that's who I have at seven. Number six I have... Everybody's favorite city of brotherly, quote-unquote, love, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. And, and
3: Carter Hart, I don't know much. Uh, their defense, is it just looks bad. on They brought in Keith Yandel, who was
1: misused by A.V. in New York. I don't get why they did that. I'm surprised he even agreed to it but I'm guessing they're the team that was going to give him the money. They traded a first-round pick for Rasmus Ristolainen,
3: who's an absolute dumpster fire in his own zone. I don't know if I I – So I don't like the –
1: I don't really like that. Um, Cam Atkinson for Voracek. Voracek I I thought kind of fit their offense well, but I understand why they wanted to move that salary. Cam Atkinson's more of a sniper. But, um, again, I don't know if that trade really makes the team better. So I I have them at six. At five, I put the Rangers. And I put the Rangers at five because uh, I I just think they're, again, question marks. Can the three young kids replace Pavel Buchnevich's offense? Is Chris Kreider going to be on the third line? Filipino going to take another step forward. I mean, I want to call him Quadzilla from now on because I saw his quads the other day in a picture and they looked tremendous. He looked like he was channeling his inner Marty San Louis there, which is a good thing. But, um, answer the bottom six is better. If Fox has another year like he had last year or is better. That's going to go a long way. Keandre Miller. I don't think he'll hit a rookie wall. And I think if Jacob Truba and Ryan Lindgren both stay healthy, I think this team can definitely make the playoffs. Uh, Nils Lundqvist is going to be a wild card. Because if he can move the puck well in that third pairing with Patrick Nemeth, then that gives a third pairing, you know, it gives whatever unit they're out with an extra shot in the arm offensively. So I like them at five. At four, I begrudgingly put the Penguins there. And I put the Penguins there just because somehow, no matter what the circumstances are, Crosby and Malkin always seem to find a damn way. I don't know why. I don't know how. But you you take away the talent around them, and they just seem to play better because I guess they're holding on to the puck the entire time, and those two are a one-man keep-away show. Uh, the defense is still the same but does Tristan Jari play like he played in the playoffs or does he play like he played during the regular season? Because Casey DeSmith is not going to have to be a starter. So um, there's a lot of questions there, but they could easily fall down to fifth or sixth. So I, I, say, I say that very begrudgingly with them at four. Uh, I have the Hurricanes at three. And the reason why I put the Hurricanes at three is because they still got a very, very, very good forward unit um, with the addition of, of uh, I guess Barry Cock and Yemi, they lost Brock McGinn, but again, their their bottom six is still very good. Uh, I know they lost Warren Fogle as well. It, it's still a good bottom six. They still have a great top six. Um, the defense is really my concern there. You you brought in a, a, a walking turnstile and Tony Angelo, really isn't good in his all. Ethan Bear. As well, but you're asking them to replace Dougie Hamilton, and they downgraded net too after not wanting to pay Alex and Nedelkovic for some reason, despite him getting uh, being a Calder finalist. I don't understand that one. And you went with Anderson and anti Ranta, who anti Ranta has even more trouble staying healthy than Anderson does. So I, I really don't like their goaltending, and I don't like their defense. But their forward group, I, I think, is still going to win that game. I have the I have the Capitals. Again, same team as last year, with the Capitals, just minus Brendan Dillon. I think they're going to feel that. But I, I think there's enough team depth to the point where they're going to be fine. They're probably a first-round exit. Um, Alexander Ovechkin being a year older, it's going to get closer to that wall. Usually players hit walls when they're about 36, 37 years old. And you got to wonder if Alexander Ovechkin hits that this year. good part about him is his game has become so – one trick pony ish that it, I don't know if it even matters about his skating or any other things anymore. You have a decent amount of talent around him, that one time still going to hit the back of the net. So, uh, I have them at two and at one, I have the Islanders. I just think that even with their slight regression, they're still the, the cream of the crop in the division. Um, they're still a, a team that plays a very solid, sound, structured defensive game. Um I don't know if Matt Barzell gets anywhere close to 80 points again, but if he's giving you 65 points and he's actually giving you good two-way play, does it really matter if you're an Islander fan? Does does that matter? I don't I don't think it does. Um I still they have some concerns with goal scoring. Yeah, Palmieri's there. You lost Jordan Eberle, he's good for about 20-25 and he's a play driver. So, I think they regress a little bit, but I still think they're the best team in the division hands down. So. I really don't. There's really not a lot of other questions with them other than the Nick Letty replacement, and that that's really it. And the goaltending controversy is actually a good one for them because I think it's gonna it, get the most uh, the best out of both goaltenders in Varlamov and Sorokin, and eventually they'll they'll be fine. They'll win the division. They, I I think they would have to have a monumental collapse to not win that division. So have the honors at number one.
0: Uh, this was the results for all of us. Uh, again, all these are going to be subject to change because this is going to be our only power rankings. Um, I went with the hurricanes. Number one, I had the Rangers at number four, but we're all almost in agreement. All three of us on the bottom three flyers, devils, blue jackets. Um, Anthony first, your thoughts. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, mine was identical to John. We only one difference. we flipped the penguins and the Rangers. Um, so I'm not I'm not gonna go one by one give mine because that was the only that was the only thing. But uh, yeah, you know this. But that the thing about this division is I think the four, five, six spot can really can really fluctuate and and change. Um, you know, if the Flyers are gonna be an interesting team. The year of the, the where the pandemic stopped things and had the bubble, they were a phenomenal team that year. They were one of the hottest teams down the stretch before it stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the Islanders took him out in that game seven. And then this year they're bad and they missed the playoffs. And that seems to be the trend with the Flyers. One year they're good, one year they're bad. Um, you know, the moves they made, Ryan Ellis is a very good defenseman. I know Ristolainen has, has his worst defensively, is what he is. Uh, they brought in Keith Yandel. They made the trade for, you know, uh, Atkinson. You know, Faraby has another year under his belt. Konechny Kine- is a good player. Van Reemsdyke had a bounce-back year. Um, Woo-woo, Claude Giroux is is still Giroux, you know, Couturier. So they, they, they have the piece. With them, it really depends on Carter Hart. If Carter Hart can can actually play to his potential, not be as bad as he was last year, they could fight for a playoff spot. So that's a tricky team to me. Um, obviously, the Rangers, if, if things go well the Rangers, if they get the production from Kraftsoff and Lafreniere and Kako and Shesterkin can stay healthy and, and play to his ability, they're another team that could compete. Um, you know, so it's, it's, and the Penguins, you know, we, we, I already said, where I think the Penguins are going to miss, but they're, they're clearly because of Crosby and Malkin, you know, capable of still being a playoff team and hell, they won the division last year. Um, I mean, I don't see it, but it's not out of the realm of the possibility. And then, you know, the hurricanes, a lot of people predict the hurricanes to be one of the best teams, but they're goaltending. I just, I just can't get behind. Losing the, losing the Delkovich and Morazic and going with Anderson and Ranta, I mean, that's just such a such a piss-poor decision to me. Um, I, I still can't wrap my head around it. So I, I think they're weaker in goal. Uh, they're weaker defensively. And like Phil said, they have a very good group of forwards, but their defense and goaltending, I'm, I'm not really sure about. But because of how good their offense is, I still think they'll be one of the better teams. But Oh, so yeah. Uh, this division is real tough I mean I, I guess I can really only confidently say I think the only two slouches if you will will be Columbus and and um and New Jersey but you know the one thing I'll just add about Columbus I, I, I just saw the quote today but I know Elvis Mer- Merzlikens was talking about how um you know what happened in the summer with with Mattis Kivalinkis and you know he said that he vowed to himself to win the Vesna for his friend. And like, so you can tell he's really like, he's really wow. determined and, and fired up to, to do that for him. And so who knows with a, and he's a good goalie. So maybe a motive extra motivated Merzlikens can help them out, but I still see them at the bottom of the division, but overall, I think this division is the toughest in the national hockey league.
0: Um, I, I agree. This is definitely the toughest vision in the national hockey league, a sixth yeah. place team possibly could have Hands made down. the playoffs in another Hands division. Down. Um, I, I, I think the reason why I went, I, I could have easily put the Islanders number one, once again, just flashing what we had over here. I'm the one that put the hurricanes number one. I don't love their goaltending. I really don't. Um, uh, I, I like some of the moves that they made. Again, Phil, your, your um, statement on them right there. Uh, but you know what? They might get something out of Tony D'Angelo. They might uh, have uh, – Rob Brindamore is, is one of the best coaches in the NHL. I think that's why I put my faith into them. I think I, think I the top it. four could be in any order at the end of the season. Um and then there's a the question of are the Capitals. What are the Capitals going to get with their goaltenders? Is Sam Samsonov really, really there? Is is Vitek Vanecek going to be re- uh, really good? I, no idea. I, I honestly have any. And if I got a friend of mine that that's a huge Capitals fan that was telling me, "Oh no, no you're 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 just doubting them because you're a Ranger fan." No, I really have no idea what to expect from them. Because Samsonov at times looks great, and at, at times he looks like the Game 3 OT winner versus the Bruins, which we know how badly that one went. So, um, but getting to the bottom ones, I just don't like the moves. You, you want to talk about team, but I don't like their moves. I don't like what the Flyers did. That's why it's it's sort of like, I, I, I can't wait till we have uh, Keith Jones on to kind of convince me maybe they're going to be better than what I think. I have faith in AB as being a good coach, but I'm not sure if he's in the right situation there. Yeah.
1: I don't, um, I don't know if I trust that uh,
0: again. And and that's why you can see the face I'm making. I just don't know about it. I mean, are the devil's going to challenge and be any good? I mean, I, I like Mackenzie Blackwood. Jack Hughes has another step. Sharon Govich could be a good player. I don't like Dougie Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton's probably one of the best players that I'm not a big fan of. Uh, Because I I just can't help but look at a guy and go, "You've been. This is the fourth thing you've been on already. Your your career is five years in, or seven years in, I should say. Yeah, I was supposed to say something, something like that. It's it's just where I go. "Mm, Something's wrong. Um, The other and just last week with the Blue Jackets, I have no idea what to think about their coach, but they they stripped that team down. So let's see let's see what what it's going to be. I. I think we could be surprised, but again, this is all fluid. Everybody, we're going to be doing this again in another month, but this is our preseason rankings for the, uh, for, um, uh, for that. So by the way, again, uh, we've, I've been saying it all, all the time. Just check out the uh, um, hatrick apparel for the NHL fan stuff. So, and, and hell, look at the, uh, there's a nice little Igor Sisterkin shirt. That's right there. So Bizarre.
3: I like cigar, it.
0: as well as the Mika's advantage head one. So, yeah, check them all out. And it's not just hockey stuff. They got some good stuff. So, um, so we're going to move on and, uh, uh it's, I, I don't want to use the term that it's a special on the mark, but there's definitely, um, a different attitude I have with this today. So they keep missing where the hell I am. Okay. Dang. Thank you. This prediction that's right see, here uh, being single most of my life. Or just yell at Larry Brooks like every other New York Jets. <laughs> well, um this week is going to be a special week for everybody and uh because it's it's going to be uh the 20th anniversary of 911 and it's a day that Absolutely devastated our country, and um, I had a friend of mine who lost his father in the towers. Um, and I just remember our thinking that entire day, and even that week, just feeling. I can I can never fully describe it, but within a week after that. Um, we started seeing life come back to New York City, and one of the first events that ever uh, happened in New York City was the Rangers uh, preseason game versus the New Jersey Devils. Um, and it's it could have it was Eric Lindros' first time as a New York Ranger, and it should have been just a day about that, but it wasn't. It was so it was it was so much more. It was uh, you could hear it with John Amarante just singing the national anthem and breaking at the end of um, um, America, my home, sweet home uh, and, and hearing his voice crack with that. Um, it's it's it, Brian Leach played in that game and it was a week after losing. Uh, one of his friends in the attack. But it's what always let us know about the resili- the resiliency of New York, New Yorkers, and this city. Um, and sports helped with that. It wasn't just helping with um, a hockey game being played. And then a week later, baseball games being played. But it it, it helped it helped let us know that life does move on and we're all going to be okay. Um, I am proud to say I was at the famous Mets game on the 21st uh, was me, um, my brother, Joe, our friend, Greg, and my grandfather who served in world war II. And it's uh, uh, on top of hearing uh, Shea stadium, completely silent, for the 21-gun salute, looking up at the scoreboard, seeing the ribbon over that, over the towers, and um, just hearing my grandfather singing along to America the Beautiful. And it it put into perspective a lot of things and a lot of emotions that I was having. And this uh, was from a proud man that served this country. So uh, the other image, I obviously the Mike Piazza home run is right there, but the other image that I'll never forget is that the two teams that were engaged in bitter rivalry for the last four years walked across the field and shook hands with each other. This was more than sports. This was about... Americans coming together and as the 20th anniversary of this approaches kind of bring the other guys back in right now Um, as the 20th anniversary of this approaches uh, I my thoughts go back to when all this originally happened because we have people who are probably going to be able to drink next year that don't even know what even happened on that day. And it's not that I, uh, I'm, I'm not splicing in any news footage from that or anything, but there's a reason why uh, for the last 10 years, I've just simply put never forget on my Facebook and then that's it.
1: Yeah. Um, never forget. Um, never forget where I was. Uh, it was my first year in a new school district in Eastport. Uh, I had moved. during that summer, and I barely knew any in that school at that time. I I knew a couple of people that I had cla- multiple classes with, but I didn't know anybody. And I ended up in a small gym faculty room watching a 20-inch screen TV on one of those rolling carts where they would have the TV rolling on the cart and, and they plug the TV into the wall. Mm-hmm. And I just remember watching. It, and it, it was nuts, and I. I
0: just, uh, all the times, of all I the times, just, I said it was best
1: for me to stay there because it was a big, big. Can you guys hear me? We can now hear you. Yes.
0: Yeah,
1: I. I hate. I. 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 I hate this Wi-Fi. I swear, but. Um, yeah, we were. I just. I just remember my parents. I called my parents on my cell phone. I was just like, "Are you, uh, am I going home?" Or and I just remember my parents saying that it was probably best for me to stay there because it was a big brick building, and I was safer there. Um, but I, I, I'll never forget uh, Lindros putting the the fire hat on the the fireman's helmet on Messier in that before the preseason game. I think that was against Buffalo. And the jersey.
0: It also it happened at the uh, the opener where the fireman went across and gave him the helmet.
1: Yeah, but they had the they had the the jerseys where it said New York across them. Yes, not the Rangers. And I I just remember Lindros and looking at Messier and and just going over to him, skating and putting the, the the fireman helmet on him and. And they both had fireman's helmets on, and it just I was like, "This is what we need right now." And then the Piazza home run, which you were at, just incredible. I've I don't know if I've seen a better moment in sports than than that. That was ridiculous. And then Sammy Sosa running through the outfield with an American flag, holding it up and, and Wrigley. That was just insane. It was. I'm still getting chills thinking about it right now and you know what it just you don't don't ever forget the people that were lost don't ever forget the people that made sacrifices and aren't the same that are still with us you know don't don't forget anything it just don't make this about anything other than remembering them and that's what this this should be about it should be about remembering them And that and you know what sports again, it happened again. Ugh.
0: No, we got it.
1: Uh, uh, but sports helped us heal. You're right. They absolutely did. Uh, I, 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 I don't have, I don't have an editorial, so I'll just stick with this because I, I don't really have one. And I think I would probably be best served talking about this and my experience with it as well. To tell you the truth. And yeah, I, you know what? The world needs to come together. We it just it's just you gotta you gotta you gotta always remember everything and remember the people that were lost and and just always speak about it in in the right. These people did a lot for us. The the police. They all, they all did a lot for us, so,
3: yeah.
0: Anthony, what do you remember about that day? <laughs>
2: um, I mean, like everyone else, I'll never forget it. Uh, I was in third period, um, my math class, and there was – I think he was a year younger than me. Um, it was like this tall Ukrainian kid, for, like an exchange student, like came into the classroom. And he said something like a plane flew into like a building and like in the city. And I remember like hearing it and not really, you know, not really like thinking like, you know, much about it. Just kind of like, you know, shrugging it off. Um, And then throughout the day, you know, every period you hear, you know, you hear kids talking about, Oh, did you hear this? Did you hear that? And that's when I like, I started to get like, you know, uh, wind of it. So by the time, like by the time uh, it was like second to last period of the day, by the time that period actually happened, I heard enough to piece it together where I where I knew it. But when I actually saw like the footage for it, because like John said, a similar like a rolling thing with a TV on it, mm-hmm. had it had on, and like seeing the footage, like I was, you know, I was blown, like I was, I was blown away. Like you know, I couldn't even. You know, I couldn't even really like process it or you know, or like think or like think about it. Um, you know, you know it was funny like when when there's like you know tragedies that occur like like before that you know there's you know stuff like Columbine and like Oklahoma City and just shooting like that, when it happens like you know you're you're sad and you think it's terrible but at least I don't know about you but like I don't like. I didn't like ever feel, feel different or like my life was different or, or feel, or like feel s- scared, if you will. Like that day though, seeing all that, like I remember thinking to myself, like my life's never going to be the same. Like I, like, likewise, I, yeah, that, that feeling um, of emptiness and just fear was and disgust all in one just hit me like a, you know, hit me like a hurricane and, I remember like over the PA, like kids getting cold because I guess parents were taking their kids out of school. And like it was just, it was just a frantic day. And then, you know, seeing all the footage and watching the news the rest of that day when I got home, um, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was gut wrenching and I'll never forget about it. And I remember, you know, you guys mentioned the Piazza home run and and the Messier with, with the fire helmet. I'll never forget that wrestling actually was the first, was the WWE was the first mass gathering sporting event since, since the day it happened. I remember um, Vince came out before the show and made a, made a heartfelt speech uh, about, you know, not being scared. And it was just beautifully said. And I remember, you know, and all like the WWE superstars are around the ring and, you know, the rocks front and center with his just bring it shirt with the American flag on it. And like, I just remember getting chills down my spine. And, you know, I, at that time was a huge wrestling fan. So my eyes, you know, welled up with tears. And, um, that was, that was an incredible moment. And he basically said that we're not going to be, we're not going to be pushed around or, or live our lives in fear. And, you know, the American people coming out in such large numbers after attack like that for an event, um, I think just proved that, and you know, wrestling and sports—it was it was instrumental and in making in making people feel normal. You know, you everyone was scared, and, and you wanted that sense of of normalcy and that and that outlet, and all those moments brought you know chills down up in everyone's spine. Um, and slowly but surely, you know, we we started to heal. And another moment I remember, I remember um, Bush's. With the megaphone, his speech on at the site where Mm. he said, The whole world hears you, and we'll, you know, we'll get these people. And that was incredible, too. And um, moments like that is kind of what brought everyone together. You know, there was no, I mean, maybe, maybe there was, and I was just too young to really see it, but I, I really don't think so. But it seemed like at that day, there was no, you know, there was no left, there was no right, there was no Democrat, there was no Republican, there was no none of that everyone was just all united, um, you know, on the same team, and it was it was beautiful to see. And it's sad that has such a tragic thing. What is what it took, but um, and everyone came together, and you know, twenty years was that's on Saturday, right? It just
0: twenty years on Saturday, yeah.
2: It makes you it makes you feel old and realize how time how much how much time is is going by and. Um, you know, my daughter just walked into our playroom right next to me, and it makes you think, like, so many people who are, weren't even born who have no idea about no idea about it that they'll one day learn about and, you know, talk about with their friends all, oh, you know, I wonder what it was like. And just like, you know, we talk about, like, Pearl Harbor. Like, none of us were alive. We talk about that, like, oh, talk about that day and how tragic it was and how crazy it was. It's going to be the same – this is going to be the same thing for a whole new generation, and um, it's – just uh, looking back on it um, you know when you really think about it it still gets you emotional and every 911 you watch you watch it and it just gets you it gets you every time
0: and um, i it's it, it's one of those days and and by the way in a weird way i i think the technical difficulties that Philk was um, uh, having because when he was having those technical difficulties, it at least really brought some uh, a couple of laughs out of me and Anthony. Uh, it's just you know we we got knocked down that day, and then we spent the next few days getting back off the tarmac. No, sorry, not tarmac, getting back off the mat. Yeah, and we when sports came back, that's when we started getting up. That's when we started um, like being bigger and better and and we we started realizing, and I'm sorry by the way, actually I put the words uh, uh, should have put the words "never forget" right here but um it's it's just this is it it's it's the one the one one of the worst moments. In American history, on American soil, the, four, the, the, the 48 states since the War of 1812, when the Star Spangled Banner was created by Francis Scott Kaye, this was something, it, it hit us all. And then we, there were people that were, that were scared to go back to sporting events, scared to go take the subway. Uh, EJ Raddick was talking about that just the other day, and... And
2: that's why. Not sorry to cut you off, Mark, but that that's why. How um, with the WWE being the first mass gathering since then, it, it it was good to to for people to go there and show pe and you know show the people that did this that you know we're not going to live our lives in fear. You know, you're not you're not going to dictate our lives, and life life is going to go on. That's that's why that was such a such a powerful moment.
0: And uh, you know what? It, it's a powerful day to me and that I always reflect on and I didn't even have the worst tragedy happen to me. I, I didn't lose a loved one. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones. Um,
2: me too. Me too. But
0: steadily, Yeah, but steadily, uh, life came back to New York city. Um, the Mets fell short of making the playoffs. I think that's when I knew life was really back in New York city when Armando Bonita's blue. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the Braves, and they would have been one game back that day. And the Yankees went on to the World Series. Uh, that was the year they lost to the Dimebacks. But again, this is, this is a day. Just, first, first things first, thank you to the New York Rangers and all the other teams that that helped us heal. And uh, Jack Buck saying, should we be here? Yes. And that's what sports did. There's uh, a bunch of great documentaries on this. There's uh, movies I could recommend if you want to watch that. United 93. But um, there's, it's just this, it's still a tough day to to ever think about. And um, never, ever, ever forget what this day was. So um, uh, if you guys got any other stories, feel free to uh, put them down. In the comments below uh, yeah actually um i i i I I, I, <laughs> I I was i was kind of on the verge of uh shedding a tear but fortunately uh when phil kept cutting out that just kept on happening <laughs> all right um we're gonna move on. Uh, <laughs> we don't we we actually got a pretty light show today for uh, uh what we've been doing. Because like we were gonna have a guest on, but then we did not. Uh, where's my editorials? There it is. Get this uh, taken down. All oh, right, did take it down. Uh let's go with what the rumor mill has. What do you guys got going? Um,
2: well, the flames signed um signed Brad Richardson, you know, fourth. Fourth line guy, it's been around. Um, the fact that he always finds a team leads Creed and still, you know he's he's still a useful player. You know he played with Arizona, he played with Nashville last year, um, so that's a good that's a good depth signing for Calgary.
1: And um, Shalowski re, uh, resigned yeah. with the Kraken, yeah, two way deal.
2: He was their expansion pick. Yep. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, and, oh, here's another one from uh, just now, actually. Artem Anisimov signed a PTO with the Avs. Okay. That's a weird one. Because I thought he would get tendered an actual contract, not a PTO.
0: He's kind of fallen off yeah, uh, a little bit. Like, he didn't do much with Ottawa last year. Yeah, but they weren't
1: a good team, though, either.
0: And... All right, you know what? By the way, I, I gotta i gotta give a shout out to Scott from uh, Blue Shirt Nation because it's uh it, <laughs> thanks because <laughs> uh gotta it, that's what you gotta do on on times like that. You always gotta smile, and that's why it's always good to have um, friends that are able to remind you on that. Uh, um, uh so yeah,
2: other, than I mean, other than other than Richardson signing, um. Phil just said about if There's not much. I mean, there was the. We could talk about the Andy Strickland tweet earlier when he said there's a. You know, he said there's at least one team that's willing to retain salary on a Tarasenko trade. Uh, still not much. Still not much going on though. But um, you know, camp's what two two weeks away. Today's what the today's yeah. the ninth, right? Yeah. And camp opens on the twenty first or the twenty second for most teams. So that's that's about
0: that's about two weeks. All right. So, Um, before we get further, it's actually, are there any other PTOs that you, you guys could see some people getting?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think you'll see, you'll see a lot of PTOs now Jason is out there.
0: Um,
2: (laughs) yeah, I mean, there's, there's Eric Stahl is still out there. Um, you know, uh, uh, Eric Gustafson, Sammy Vatanen, Zidane um, Chara. Daniel Chara. I mean, I think with him, it's just a matter of if he if he decides he wants to play or not. Um, think he's going back to the Capitals, or you think he's going to go with the Islanders? I think he's going to stay close. He wants to stay close to the East. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Islanders. And Rain. I mean, maybe I don't know. Ra- Rangers. Uh, I, but
0: uh, the Rangers. I don't think they got any room for him. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they have any room either. So, yeah.
2: But yeah, Chara. But Chara's a guy that I don't, I don't think he'll get a PTO. I, I think he's gonna sign it if he does decide to play. He's gonna sign a one year deal at seven hundred and fifty k, just like he did. With
0: I mean, you got Tyler Bozek that's still out there. You got <laughs> um, Ryan,
2: Ryan Donato. I think Ryan Donato's still young enough where he could, you know, he's worth he's worth a look.
0: Ryan Donato, uh, <laughs> Ryan Donato is uh is would be a good addition. But again, it's. If you add them on, who are, you, who are you subtracting?
2: Well, I mean, you don't have to subtract. You don't have to subtract anyone necessarily. I mean,
0: they're going to be out of the lineup.
2: Well, the, uh, I mean, there's still a lot of teams that can use them. I mean, D- Detroit could still use a young cost-controlled player. Mm-hmm. You know, Buffalo.
0: Um,
2: you know, so I think. I think there are a lot of teams. Arizona, can, obviously. Arizona, yeah. Arizona. Um,
0: yeah. And I just dropped but, my pen.
2: I mean, like, so I still think there are guys guys left that who could get actual guaranteed contracts, not PTO. Like I just mentioned, you know, Char will probably get a contract if he wants to play. Um, I think Donato could sign. I think Sammy Vatnin could sign a contract. I think he's above a PTO. But the thing is, when you get this late in the offseason, sometimes that's your best course of action is just taking a PTO and playing your, playing your way on a team.
0: All right. Uh, so... Before we do some uh, Q&A, let's do that drawing for uh, the hoodie from Hatrick Apparel. Once again, fleshing them up right there. There's some of their stuff right there, as well as uh, the website, which, again, right there. A bunch of other things. You got the blade shades, which you guys have seen those on the internet. Everyday stuff. Doesn't always have to be Hockey. Some of the state hats. I mean, these are all pretty cool. So, let's go get it done. All right. Uh, Anthony, I got the list of everybody that is on here that we're commenting today. Um, Which I don't see any of it, so we need to change that. A I what? Don't, I don't
2: see it. Unless you put it up, I don't see these comments. So, we got to Oh, no.
0: We'll fix them. We'll fix that. I, I'd probably just give you the... My login, so you could start seeing them too. All right. Uh, I got to. Oh, sorry, guys. I didn't change the one we're sharing. We're not sharing that one. Uh, share. Stop screen. Because you guys got to see this. Otherwise, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> great. I just heard my own voice on there. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Is this for the hoodie?
2: Yeah.
0: you want to add
1: it to stream or no?
0: Oh, I thought I did. No. Okay. Well. Davey. All right. Davey, Davey, you were commenting earlier. So congratulations. That is the hoodie. And uh, let's close and... Spin again this. Uh, what type of shirt is this one or just Anthony
2: um, they, could, they could pick a, they could
0: pick a player T of their choice. All right, player t-shirt of your choice. There are several good ones. Check them all out. Let's do this again. Oh, I should have taken Davey off. All right. that kind of Blackhawk fan. So I got to, we got to get the kind of biased Blackhawk fan. Yeah. The kind of biased Blackhawk fan. I didn't get everything in there when I was uh, typing them all down. So there's those two right there um, where I got to, I got to get in contact with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Just missed you, Sean. Just missed you, Sean.
0: (laughs) Don't worry guys. We're, we're still, we're going to figure out how to do some more of these, uh, especially after, Uh, we crossed a thousand, but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is our way of always saying thank you guys for your support. And, um, (laughs) as, as, as Scott is really hammering me on, uh, Periscope right now, but, uh, again, thank you all for your support. And, um, we're looking forward to doing more promotions with you guys later, um, I'm actually kind of hoping none of the baseball teams make the playoffs, so maybe we can have opening night at um, for a bar meetup. But again, it's 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 great to see you guys. We're actually we might be seeing the Rangers Islanders in the preseason in a couple weeks. Somebody's got to find out if he's off. I won't. I'll give you a hint on that. That's me. So, uh, anybody got some questions right now?
3: Fire uh,
1: away. Well. Uh, I'm just gonna bring this one up because it's funny. it's it's a uh, it's <laughs> from your boy asking why the Isles fan made poor life choices. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, right n- right now, I can't argue. His team has been to the conference finals the last two years, and mine's been watching. so
1: um, I will answer this one just because I have to. Um, all out was arguably the best pay-per-view I've ever watched. And I, I, I say that with a lot of praise because WrestleMania 17 was for years, my favorite pay-per-view. That was just an incredible, incredible pay-per-view.
2: Was that um, the – was 17 the one where um, where Austin turned heel and he used Vince to beat The Rock? For the
1: yeah. Battle? Yeah. Yeah, that was that yeah. one. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, that was – no, because – Austin and Hall was eighteen and Hogan and Rock was eighteen. so yeah, yeah that was that was seventeen when he uh turned heel but all out was just incredible between the matches um the worst match on the card was the women's casino Battle royale and Miss Ruby Soho showed up and had rancid in the freaking theme song, which I found out she's friends with the guys from the band so. It was awesome to see Ruby Riott go t- uh, turn into Ruby Soho and in, in AEW. Uh, Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, or AKA the reason why the Islander fans chant, Yes, yes, yes. That man went to AEW. He was in WWE and now he's in AEW. And that was just an incredible moment. Um, the Kenny Omega Christian Cage match was great. Uh, they were all great matches. Literally every match of that card was either very good or great, except for the women's battle Royale. And I still thought that was even a good match. So, um, yeah, I I loved it. Yeah. Uh, And the reason why you guys have that is because of Brian Danielson.
0: I know. I thought that was for, uh, who's the guy that says it all the time. I thought that was Daniel Bryant. Daniel Daniel Bryant. Yes. That was his
1: WWE name, but his real name is Brian Danielson. And oh, okay. He's in AEW back as his as his actual name.
0: Uh, so guys, Sidney Crosby, does that send uh shockwaves through the rest of the division, or is that just going to be like think you'll not miss any time, not nothing to worry about? He's not going right. to miss much. Time.
2: Uh, Saravelli, after I he followed up a tweet, he said that people within the Penguins are saying that he'll probably miss like one week. Uh, he'll probably miss one week of the regular season. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he misses one, maybe two weeks.
0: Um, chef's but got still, one down any, here.
2: Anytime Crosby's out, obviously, is not a good thing for Pittsburgh. So no, yeah, but he, he, here, here's the thing: every time one of those two is out, the other
1: one steps it up.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah. I mean, Cros- Crosby's been Crosby last year was probably is, is it possible to say Sidney Crosby was one of the more underrated players in the NHL? Last year? And, uh, oh, hold on. Where are you seeing
1: this, Sean? Because I think I might have seen something on Twitter, and I, I wanna, I wanna take a further look into that.
0: Uh, what do you, Phil? What do you think about? Char- I, I,
1: I don't see where Charles is. is. Yeah, uh,
0: see- Andrew Miller, Schneider, Robertson. Uh, what do you think of them as far as their upside as being tough big kids that can move the pocket score? the are they three unicorns?
1: I don't want to say they're unicorns. Um, I, I do like Schneider. I think that he took a, a develop a, a turn for the better offensively because I, I just I didn't see I didn't see that coming. Um, Miller has to get better defensively I, he needs to be more physical i mean he ragdolled Barzal and a few others around during the regular season at various times I know that the strength is there it's, it's just a matter of really kind of it. um so yeah i i i, I like miller I think Schneider might have the highest upside of all three of them, and Robertson is probably going to be the young son hero. I think that's the kind of guy that comes along, and he's just a real solid defensive guy. and ends up being the guy that nobody ends up talking about but plays a very vital role on his team. So.
0: Uh, Sean said he saw it on Facebook. Uh, it was a blogger who uh, just quoted a source. Yeah, you know, I, I, I would need something more.
2: There were people saying um, I heard, uh, that Chara is signing with the Islanders. so I, I don't know if it's a conflicting thing or got it mixed up but but still even that was unconfirmed. There was nothing there was nothing about it that I could confirm.
0: Okay, I have to address one of the comments that keeps on coming through right now is because um, when they had the Rangers alumni in 2014 going to games, I said who my least favorite Ranger is. Phil, who is it? My, oh. my, who, I, I just can't stand him as a New York Ranger. And that was oh. Clay Anderson. Clay Anderson, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and my buddy Scott, who kept on getting Bridgeview for, uh through uh, Blue Shirt Nation, is like, no, no, Mark, come on, get in the picture, get in the picture. So finally I just, just leaned in, just did a thumbs up, and took the picture, and it just looked terrible. So, all right. <laughs> I, I still never will forgive them for trading Mike Gardner for Glenn Anderson. No.
3: Yeah.
0: And come on. Gardner owned the Devils that year. And also, yeah, I was 22 for him. Um, But you know what, Chef? You, you were talking about it before, or you say it right here. It all comes down to coaching. And I think the Rangers are going to have uh, – they, they, they got a better coach now. That's what matters. Look at the New York Islanders going from Doug Weight to Barry Trotz. Can you even remember the Doug Weight years, Anthony? <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember them. Um,
2: I remember it was all offense, no defense. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. And now yeah. you got, you know, now you got uh, a, a real coach who's t- who took basically that same team. And nearly won the division with them the next year. I mean, it's, yeah, Messier's pal. Garts, yep, Garts had the best mustache in the NHL. Uh, I'll say the second best mustache in New and eh, maybe third best mustache in New York because uh, Keith Hernandez is still my favorite mustache. Look. What? I don't know. I thought you it looked like you were going to say something.
1: No, I, I just came back. I had to turn the lights on. It looked look like it got a little dreary out, so change it <laughs> a little bit.
0: Well, uh, one of these days I'll get you guys some light kits, so that way it can be nice and bright everywhere you want to be. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so Lundquist is coming over. One of the questions we had earlier, could you see uh, Lafreniere end up playing for Team Canada? Uh, no, I don't see it. No, I no, saw no. that. No, no, <laughs> no.
1: Or, 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 like I, 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 looked at that question. And I, that was one of those questions. I think that I was making a kind of uh, like a weird, weirded out face.
3: because
1: I, I, I mean, just when, when uh, you have
2: I, when you have some projections leaving Tavares off Team Canada, you that's how you know that they're really deep and that Lafreniere doesn't stand a chance. Different question. In in 20... In
1: 2026? Yeah. Not
0: 2022. Scotty, you're killing me. (laughs) A different question. Do you think Kako could play for Finland? Possibly. I don't even know
1: if that's the case.
0: I don't... I don't see... I don't see... I don't see... I, I, don't, I don't see Kratzov being able to make Russia, so that's all right. Chef, come back, come back with this one. Down to you guys. Uh, can Islanders win the cup with a healthy Lee? Is that – I'm going to assume mean, you mean last year.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think everyone knows if the Islanders beat Tampa, they would have won the cup. So, You, you know something?
0: Let me just say that. Well, first off, could, would, would they have won the cup with a healthy Lee? I think they could have. But let me say this. If that was the case – we all were saying Vegas was going to just roll right over everybody. We you can't you can't just dismiss it and go, "Oh, Montreal wouldn't have beat the Islanders." I think it would have been a much closer series. The Islanders never put anyone away. Oh, you saying for this year too?
1: I mean, uh, I, I don't think you can talk about this year yet. We hasn't we haven't even played a game.
0: I mean, can they though?
2: I mean, yeah, I think you you could group them with probably the other four or five teams. I would say Colorado, Vegas, Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean,
1: they're one of the better teams in the league. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I think they made us. I think they've regressed slightly. I, I think they might have a more trouble this year offensively. Maybe Oliver Wallstrom helps with that. But then again, if he's playing third line minutes, where you know is he gonna? How how much is he gonna progress playing third line minutes? That's make, what I want to know.
2: Will make up for it on the power play. They use him for a shot in that Ovechkin spot. Sure,
3: But mm-hmm.
1: again, you know, third third line minutes. You know, even, he's gonna. You're gonna play the majority of your minutes at even strength. That's just how it works. You're not. You're not gonna play the entire game on a power play. So. Oh.
2: The I, Islanders are on a traditional for like, cause he like Pajot's on the third line. Trots uses Pajot a lot. So even though it's the third line. Yeah, uh,
1: I get that. But the, also, the Islanders power play also hasn't been good. It, that's, it's it's that's been a middling, middling power play. Can Wallstrom help? Sure. But if, if he's really the reason why your power play is going to be better, then you might have a little bit of a concern there, I would say. I I don't know. They 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 could go either way. The Islanders they could stay right where they are, and they can just be the same team. They could regress a little bit, or if everything goes right, they could be better. Who knows? But yeah, I I just I don't know. I I I still think Tampa Bay is the favorite. Uh, Even though they've lost guys, I still think that they're going to have guys come in, and they're gonna they're gonna just still going to be a great team. When you have that much talent, top end talent there, I, I really don't see they really didn't lose anyone on defense. Sure, David Savard, but it's placeable.
2: Yeah, you know what the thing with them is they still got all their top talent, but they literally lost their whole entire third line of Coleman, Gordon, Goudreau, who was so important for them. Mm-hmm. I mean that's yeah that's I mean, they, they played a they, they played a large role in their defensive game and they chipped in offensively, so that's big. That's big to lose a whole line. That was that was so important. So Yeah, and
1: now they have they have Tyler Johnson gone too in Chicago and Tyler Johnson playing on lower lines, you know, help help with matchups and stuff like that. So I mean, I, I don't he's not the same player he was in 2015, obviously, but I mean, this this forward group is still really good. I mean, you still have Kuchov, you still have Stamkos, you still have Point, you still have Palat, you still have Sorelli, still have Kalorn. Ross Colton's going to probably play in the third line, and I think he's more than ready to take over that. I, I think Ross Colton could be there. Corey Perry is still a good enough bottom six forward. They added Pierre Edward Belmar, who's a good fourth line center. Pat Maroon is still a very good bottom six winger, and then you got guys like. Al- Bar who's been one of their top prospects for yeah. a while, I think he'll come up and I think he'll help out.
2: I mean, and they're, then, wrong. They're, they're still going to be a great team. I, I don't think they're winning three in a row, though. I, I just don't. I, I don't know. I just don't.
0: I don't know. I think it's a tall order. I think it's a very tall order. It and is a tall order. You're right. I mean, there's a reason why they were, they were in third place last year, and, and part of it was they were missing the MVP uh, from two years ago. When uh, Kucherov wasn't there, but still, it's just um, uh, it, it's the the cup contenders. I think are all the the final four teams from last year, and uh, except Montreal and Colorado. Uh, Colorado's in. I mean, substitute Montreal Montreal for Colorado. It's the final four teams from last year. I'm having trouble figuring out who that fifth guy is. i i I just uh, i look at
1: colorado and i say to myself do they really answer their questions in net with kemper like is he really that much better than grubauer
0: i don't know i think it might be with um I think he's marginally better. I don't think he's a lot better. Um,
1: uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take Ryan Murray over Ian Cole. I mean, uh, that
0: that's definitely a, an upgrade for me there. Um, does, does losing Ryan Graves affect anything? Um, uh, and a uh,
1: Ryan Murray over over Ryan Graves or, or even Ian Cole, whatever. And then you have Bo and Byram probably going to be on the roster full time. I think Bo Byron will probably take a step forward. I mean, he looked all right in, in his limited play with them. I mean, that top line is is still there. Burakovsky's still there. Kadri's still there. Comfort's still there. Nachushkin's still there. Tyson Jokes will probably end up, I, I would say, I think he would take a step. Funny they brought in Darren Helm for a million. That was really kind of weird. Not really. He's a good
0: fourth-line player. I'm just not exactly convinced about him Hel- in the long term. Yeah, I don't um, know how
1: much he's, he's
0: yeah. been
1: so injured. I just their fourth line seems like it's a little like losing Belmar. I think will definitely hurt them a bit because Belmar is a good penalty killer and fourth line guy. Um, otherwise their team is basically almost the same. I, I mean, I think Anisimov can definitely help them. I think Anisimov on a better team with some good players are surrounding him in a bottom six role. It'd be
2: if he, re- lines, if he turns that PTO into a contract, though.
1: Yeah, I think he will because I mean, look at their other options in the and their, their bottom six. So you go through like their, I would say their top nine forwards are probably granted Landis Gog, McKinnon, Burkovsky, uh, Kadri, Komfer, Nichushkin, uh, Jost. And then what else is after that? Mm. Darren Helm. is gonna make that team over uh, Darren Helm. Mikhail Moltsev. Who's a restricted free agent who really hasn't shown you much with the devils? Stefan Matau, and not not the Matto, Matau, Matto. No, it's his son. Matto, his son.
0: So who hey, hasn't shown much in the NHL. No, he hasn't shown much
1: in the NHL at all. He's really like a fringe NHL player. And then Kiefer Sherwood. I mean, our Ar- Ar- Teman Nisimov's gonna make that team.
0: Yeah. He
1: would have to have an absolutely hard camp to not make it with, with the options that they have there.
0: Uh, so Bobby Ganoush put this one in the Rangers should offer sheep. Brady, a Ch- uh, Kachuk, no joke. The guy wings, that they are going to offer sheep
3: wings, wings.
1: The guy, wings if
0: they're going to offer anyone, Elias Patterson.
2: And, and here's what I'll say about that. Ottawa has a ton of cap space. You better, you're going to match in order, in order for you to, to get him and to get the senators not to match. Guess what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to give up the a- highest tier. Yeah, you're gonna to have to offer ten point six, which is four first round picks. You want to give up four first round picks for Brady Kachuk? No.
0: Go ahead, no. but Elias well, Pedersen, no. I would.
2: Any anything short of that, Ottawa's gonna have the cap space, and they're gonna say, All right, "Well, thanks for signing Kachuk for us." Similar to how the the uh, Hurricanes did with uh, Kenny, with Ottawa. Do Pedersen, too?
1: Oh. They don't. They wouldn't even have the picks to do Petterson and and Kachuk. Uh, I mean, you know, Petterson, I understand because he's a center. But you do realize that you're going to have to give him an upwards of $11 million to get Vancouver to not match that? So you're giving up $11 million in cap space, which is more than what Eichel's making. for a lesser player, although he's younger and not injury-prone, and he could end up being a better player than Eichel maybe, possibly. But
2: I, I think – I think, honestly – I think Carolina just paved the way how to do a successful offer sheet. I think if you want to get a player, do it for do it for like one year or just more than – yeah, one year for more than what he's worth. And that can really
0: – Yeah, but you start help. overpaying players, you're going to get yourself in cap hell pretty quickly. And the way to win in the NHL is to have your talented players that while they're young, you're not paying them as much, and then start gradually paying them. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you overpay for say like let's say for instance the Blackhawks, they overpaid for Marion Hossa, they got him, they also got three Stanley Cups, so it's that's the way I would say about if you start. Paying, I don't think they didn't they didn't overpay they went over term
1: and that's why those contracts are no longer allowed.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: So, um,
2: the, 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 the only the only player I think it's worth the offer sheet is Kaprizov, and he's not even eligible for him. But that no, that, would yeah. be, that would be the one guy I would say if he was eligible to offer sheet.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you're you're gonna. I think Minnesota would match it, just because I mean at that point it really
0: forces them to to step up and do something. And but, then that also opens you up. What they're saying, well, with, what do you say with this? Kako, Lafreniere, all these yeah. guys. Yeah, that's why the I Rangers mean, are a
2: team. You you guys have so many RFA's coming up. It wouldn't be wise to offer. Sheep no, to no. Not at all, not at all. And for everybody
1: that says, "Oh well, offer sheets are an unwritten rule," you know, and and they they won't do retaliation.
0: Yeah, they will. Carol yeah, they will. Yeah, that teams will start taking retaliation on people who do it. And not just that. Uh, if it might not even be a retaliatory thing, it might be like, the, let's say the Rangers go out and offer sheet Pedersen. Then it's all right. They're weak. Go get Adam Fox now. We can offer sheet Adam Fox. They can't match it if they do, they cripple their team. That's that, that would be the next thing because it's, it's all strategy.
1: And I mean, it, 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 the Rangers are probably be better off trading for Elias Patterson if they wanted to do that. And I don't even think that's worth it. Honestly.
2: No, I, the, Canucks would ask, the Canucks would ask for more than what he's worth. It wouldn't, it wouldn't.
0: It's almost like their, their price would be so astronomically high that uh you got then an immovable asset. Oh wait, if I wonder if there's another player I could think about that with. Oh, Jack Eichel.
2: I don't, let's, not, let's not even talk about that guy. He's he's not getting traded for for a while. For for
0: uh, it's gonna be at least another year. He's, so, he's
2: well, they have to do it before the no trade clause. That I'll agree with Phil. I've always they gotta do it before the no movement clause kicks
0: he's in. He's right about that, yeah. but yeah. I, if they they're not doing to. it at the deadline. What? They're not doing it at the deadline. Yeah, I th- to me, it, it's a very small window. Deadline.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if, if it gets done by the deadline because of the fact that a deal like that is, is as I've always said, is, is harder to do during the regular season because of the cap constraints at that point. Yeah. And not like that, but you're you're making a major major change to your team midseason, and when you make that type of move. So you have a system already in place and a bunch of players that are accustomed to it that know how to play and play well in it, potentially, let's just say, hypothetically, they're they're all playing well in that system and the range right. playing well.
0: So this is what Chris is asking, and I think you're gonna have to give up a lot more than that. Oh, God, no. Now you're gonna have Vancouver to give up a lot more than that. Like I've said before, if you want to do that, it's gonna and yeah. by the way, Vancouver's made right now to try to are they even in a win now, team? I mean, they. Uh, yeah, they been
2: You know what? People have to understand when you're talking about a team's top young player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, two two first is good, but you you have you you're gonna have to give up a player that hurts you. So for Elias Patterson, Lafreniere's got to be on the table. Yeah, they're gonna ask for Lafreniere. Yeah. They're gonna ask for Kako. You know, they're those are the type of guys they're gonna ask for. They're not. Now, gonna the reason wanna...
0: why, and the reason why, when we talk about the Jack Eichel situation. It's, it's the, the, that deal is far less than what would could be given up for Pedersen is because Jack Eichel's already got his money. He's also injured. And the list of teams you could treat him to are very thin. Pedersen could be traded basically anywhere right now. Yeah. And not only because he's one, he's not under contract. So there, there's no, I mean, you've, you've got to give him
1: a deal obviously, but his deal will probably cost a lot. A lot. And normally, Chris Frost might be would be right about that, but this is Elias friggin' Pedersen we're talking. Yeah, he's yeah, he's we're talking in a about Pavel Butchnevich.
2: He's in a different class than Pavel. Pavel he, he's yeah. he's a star. Yeah. Elias yeah.
1: Pedersen is is just under a career point per game player. I really think that
2: a lot of people. His, Watch
1: this guy nearly enough to realize how good he actually is.
2: His shot and release is tremendous. Oh,
1: forget about it. Top five in the NHL. Yeah. Top five. Easy. And What's his camp? hands are ridiculous.
2: So we said you said camps coming up in two weeks, and there are a lot of UFAs. You know what it reminds me of the summer of um 2019. 2019 when Kyle Connor and and Mitch Lyle Marner and Mitch Marner. Yeah, we're all we're all unsigned going into camp. So two week. I mean, so there's some guys that might miss that might miss camp. start. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, it's absolutely possible. I mean, Willie Nylander missed. Remember, 2018, he missed like that, a big that, that season. Went, that went right to the deadline, December 1st. If he didn't yeah. sign by five o'clock on December 1st, he wouldn't have been able to play.
0: Yeah. I, okay. I, this, um, wait. Finish your thought. Go ahead.
2: No, I was just saying that that he literally took it to the 11th hour, it was December yeah. 1st, right and if I remember seriously correct. I don't think it came out until like 4:57 that he resigned, that he came to terms. So
0: Is this the one that you're looking at, Mark? Yeah, I was looking at that one. And and again, it's it's not so much anything against Jerome. and Chris, you're right, he's great on the right wing wall, but that's where you need a lefty shot, not a righty shot. Yeah, um, I would want Caccarilla Frenier to grow into that. Um, and it's just, you know what? I guess the only way to say it is not that we don't like Ryan Strom, but we could kind of do better. Well, I don't know wh- who I, that is, though. I can tell you what it is. Let me interject. I me just don't me. know if I see him being... Philk. What? He said, I don't know if I see him Did being... I lose you guys? Yeah. Oh, uh, you, you froze, but then
1: we. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Oh no. Um, I don't know if I see Ryan strong being the answer to win a Stanley Cup as a number two center on the team. That's that's yeah. my thing. I, I think he'd be a real good regular season guy. Um, if he can round out his defensive game and start getting better at face offs, then yeah, I mean he 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 can turn that corner and be that player. Um, with that said, that might end up being the best option to, to sign him long-term at like $6 million for six years or something like that and and, and just go forward because Jack Eichel's going to – that whole situation is too complicated. You can bring back Mika added at eight, eight and a half, and then you're spending fourteen to $15 million for your, your top two centers, which is ideally pretty good. So um, Tomas Hartle could be another answer. Yes, I could see that, but – Anthony, know. Anthony, you've
2: been chomping. Uh, I think I could probably speak for some Ranger fans that don't like Strom is because you know that Ryan Strom, like for instance, if if Ryan Strom, if he was playing with with uh, I don't know if he was uh, anybody if he was playing with Teddy Bluger and Zach Aston Reese, he wouldn't put <laughs> up the number. He wouldn't put up the numbers that he's doing. I think it's obvious that Ryan Strom. Has good, he has good chemistry. Yeah, but a lot of guys wouldn't. So that you're using those two is unfair. Well, the point I guess I was trying to make, yeah, using those two is unfair. He's not, he's not as, he's not as good as as he would be if he didn't, if he wasn't playing with an elite town. Like look what happened after he left, after he left the Islanders. I mean, he and he didn't wasn't playing with Tavares anymore. I mean, his, his career. No,
3: I. I
1: get it that He wasn't form, playing
0: with anybody in play. Edmonton. You gotta, you gotta have. I mean, he was pretty decent as a third line he, winger for have... the Rangers, and then he upgraded to the center when they got Panarin, and that's who they put him with. And I, I think it's, I think it's that that thing of it's like that logic problem where it's, uh, uh Strome is only good because he plays with Panarin. Strom plays with Panarin. And it just keeps going back and forth. It's like the only reason why he's good is because uh, he plays with Panarin. he plays with I, 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 get
1: that, and I do agree with it to a point. But at the same time, it, Panarin was playing with Pierre Luc Dubois in Columbus. Why wasn't he putting up only? Why wasn't he putting up a hundred and something point pace in in Columbus with Pierre Luc Dubois? He was a better center uh, yeah. uh, and considered to be a far better center by everybody.
0: And they got chemistry, chemistry. and and you know what? That's where John talked about it. It's like, why trade away Ryan Strom when you know what those two are going to be? My problem is, my only problem with him is projecting past this. He's making, what, five and a half right now?
1: Uh, Four and a half.
0: Four and a half. Four and a half. All right, so is he $7 million? I wouldn't pay
2: him that. I wouldn't pay him $7 million. I mean, the numbers, would dic- the, num- the numbers
1: would dictate somewhere between six and seven, probably, that he ends up getting. So um, it, it,
0: it uh, I question. would say if he's going to continue to give you that,
1: then is it is it really that bad? I mean, do we know if Tomas Hurdle is going to be able to come here and play with Artemi Panarin the way that Brian Strom has? I don't
0: that's think a that's question. a guarantee. That's a good question what it comes down to so we'll see about that yeah tomas
1: hurdle is a better player in his own accord yes i'm not going to argue that tomas hurdle is also actually a very good defensive center Selfie caliber no but he's far better of a defensive player than than uh than ryan strome and i i i wouldn't use cock to to compare with strome Jeffra.
0: I, I think that's a that's a big mistake in two completely yeah, different things, yeah. It's just that they they, they they did that so that way it, there was a, a strategic reason for that, so that's where that is. Uh, we're gonna do about another 20 minutes, guys. So, um, uh, we are gonna be switching up by the way on our hours. Uh, work schedules are gonna start messing with us a little bit, so we are gonna do more Wednesday afternoons like four o'clock, but we're also going to be doing we're hopefully hopefully going to be doing this when the season starts more than one day a week because we love doing it. And Hell, you guys are the ones that keep us going. So questions, more questions.
1: How many better second-line centers than Strom? I mean, it, 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 that sometimes can be semantics because then you have guys like Malkin, who's a second-line center, who's a first-liner on any other team in the league.
0: Then Almost. you also get guys like, say, for instance, yeah, um, one. more defensive. Uh, I was the guy that popped in my brain was Jordan Stahl. It's true it was, Could Jordan Stahl be better. Maybe put him with Artemi Panarin. Uh, I don't, I don't know. There's, I don't there's, know how that works. Yeah, again, I don't know how that works. But I'm just throwing, I'm throwing names out there to be like, there's different centers that can do different things, and Strom is clearly an offensive center who. He he's cut down on his offensive zone penalties. That's what the good news was.
2: I uh I happen to like um Islanders number two center a lot. And Brock Nelson, there's another one.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's become a good player, but again, he's another one. Like I and I'll go back to that point that I, I've made. Unless you're going to get a clear-cut upgrade over Ryan Strom, there is no reason to tinker with the chemistry. <laughs> Between him and the
0: parent, no, Rick. I was just—I'm not suggesting more stalls.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, no. no. Um, the um... Couturier is not really a second line center; he's a first line center.
3: Yeah,
1: and Sorelli—I've got to see more of Sorelli. He's playing with a guy like Steven Stamkos and Alex Kalorn, so I, I, I really have to see more of Sorelli as a second line center before. He, Give a definitive yes or no there.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, is there's th- there are guys like uh, now take for instance. <sighs> so I'm trying to think of names that that I wouldn't immediately say no to. Like one guy, I will tell you right now. <laughs> Schrodinger Center.
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: Uh, but um. Uh, like one guy that I definitely know, I would want Ryan Strom over as Nazem Kadri. Absolutely. Keep him away from this team <laughs> or any team, but P- take your pick. Um, I like
1: Nazem Kadri. I like what he brings to a team. He can give you offense as a second line center and he's good enough defensively and he's going to assert himself physically. And he's the type of guy that you want to go to war with, but he just takes too many dumb friggin'. Yeah. And suspensions—that's the problem. If, if, if he just stopped doing the dumb shit, he would be an infinitely better player. He probably would have even more points too.
0: That's the thing. Some guys just don't learn. That's a problem. Scarecrow yeah. said, "I wish uh, I wish we would have taken a chance on a Nolan Patrick." Nah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure if he's better
1: than Filipino at this point.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not high on Nolan Patrick. I think he's, I mean, he yeah. he's had that weird like migraine thing going on. So hopefully he's healthy and he can actually do something for Vegas this year. But
0: yeah, that would be great. Yeah, uh,
1: it's not that not just he's just Patrick is soft. He's just he's he's hurt a lot. He's that that's been his bugaboo going back to junior. and That's why that's why Nico Heaschir surpassed him in that 2017 draft rankings because of all the injuries he had and the concussion. Yeah.
0: And and we're definitely rooting for the kid since his uncle was a longtime New York Ranger, James Patrick. So, or at least I am. I can't remember if you guys remember James. Patrick. Uh,
1: I think he's Steve's son, and Steve was also a New York Ranger for a little bit.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. He's not related to the the other Patrick family associated with the Rangers, as in Lester, Lester Patrick, and no, no. Lester and Craig and buzz
1: Craig Patrick you mean the guy who broke off Yarmir Yager talks in the summer of 2001 and then turned around and sold him to Washington for a far lesser return because he was mad that the Rangers fired him years before see I, I
0: can't completely dislike him because he was still the assistant coach for Herb Brooks in the 1980 Olympic team so there's, there's always something
1: it's whatever. Uh, I, I know tons of Giants fans that hate the fact that I have a shit ton of respect for Bill Belichick, but Bill Belichick was the defensive coordinator of one of the greatest defenses ever. And he helped the Giants win two Super Bowls. So I'll always yeah. have a soft stop for Bill Belichick.
0: Actually, no, I, you know what? I know you're joking around with that, Bobby, but, uh, but Elias Patterson was one of those guys they drafted in the moment. They were trying to think. Oh, he'll be a winger. He'll be a center. He's a Swiss Army knife. That's what they said about him, and he ended up being none of those things. So, um, Coyotes. Uh,
2: Coyotes beat Reddit. Craig Morgan just said, "Can confirm that former Coyotes coach Rick Tockett will join Wayne Gretzky in the TNT studios on Wednesdays and some Sundays during the playoffs as an analyst for the NHL."
1: Okay, I mean that that that's cool because. That's you
0: know. I just I, wonder I, if I
1: mean,
0: if Wayne can actually be critical.
1: Uh yeah, I think Wayne will be critical. I think he will.
3: All
1: right. I think we saw that side of him in two thousand two with, with the 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 Olympics. You know, he was the one who said it's us versus the world. So I think I think Wayne definitely has that side to him. Mm.
3: Yeah.
0: But no, that's a good guy to get talk it.
1: <laughs> uh what trade is what trade are, what trade are you talking about chefra I don't, I don't i don't know what trade you're talking about
0: here buddy uh hey, mark yes
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna hop up my dinner just got here so,
0: excellent what are you having
2: uh i ordered pizza
0: that's still awesome yeah a nice a nice fine italian meal
2: Yes. <laughs> well, well, send me um send me the info of the people that won and stuff so I could, you know, get that out to them when the time comes. Oh uh,
0: yes. Uh, all right. Yeah, because uh, let's hope it's not the same situation as the puck. I'm yeah. still waiting to hear back <laughs> from uh from Jeremy Regan. No, so. you have to you have to re-raffle that. It's been right. too long. All right. all right. Well, you know what? It's gotta be raffled. Hold on, let's see. I'll talk to you guys. Just let me Take know. it easy. Have a go. You know what? All right. Take care, Anthony. You know something? Phil's right Why about this. Why don't you re-raffle that right now? That's what I'm doing. Because after all, um, Joe was upset with me how I didn't say Daniel Bryant right. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, Bryan,
1: not oh, Daniel Bryant, not Daniel
0: Bryant. Oh, that's it. I thought it was the other way around. I thought the T was supposed to be there. So, <laughs> for Graves, we got... Uh... If everybody, if you're in the chat right now, just leave a name so that way I can raffle off this. It's a Brian Leach autographed puck. There's 18 in right here, so your percentages of winning have already gone up a little bit better. I want I just want to make sure who I got left in here. Chris Frost, I see you right there. Uh, uh
1: Dave, my right nut. Shannon. Uh, New York Ranger. Um... Bobby Ganoosh. Got the Bobby uh, Gnuch. The
0: fourth, Oh wait, Joe well, Graves. I mean, okay, I got these are all I got so far. Great, Joe, Bobby, my right nut in New York Ranger. Okay, so you need Scarecrow the Fourth. Okay, hold on. I'm, you need New York Ranger. Yes, yes. I got Scarecrow and New York Ranger. Uh, okay. Rick Manzoni. Okay.
1: You got Chris Frost, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, Let's see here. I'm going up through the
0: uh, comments and seeing who else we've missing. Uh, I'm not on the screen right now. I'm actually no.
1: I'm doing it for you, Mike Nyr for life.
0: Mike Nyr.
1: Um. Uh. uh, Nyrbsn.
0: no, actually, uh, that's that's Scotty. I'll 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 keep him off. <laughs> keep him off. Okay, Rich Rotten. Okay, there we go, Rich.
1: Sean Statler.
0: Oh, you know what? Sean just missed out. So
1: yeah, Sean just missed last time. Uh, okay. Scott Meltzer, or is that the same guy as NYRBSN? Same guy, before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was on two different things in there. Sorry.
0: No, no, he he got us. Sorry.
1: Okay, I'm going back. Well, what the hell? Well, that's all goes back in the comments.
0: Well, yeah, it, there's a Whitaker limit to how before. far you can go back in the comments. What's that? There's a limit to how far you can go back in the yeah,
1: comments. Yeah, I guess that's it. But there was a Dan Whitaker that was in there all earlier.
0: Well, there was a Dan Whitaker that was there earlier. So, yeah. Um. Okay, so those are. Those are what I got. Joe, I got Joe Gray, Bobby Ganush, um, My Right Nut, New York Ranger, Scarecrow, Rick Manzone, Chris Frost. Um, Bill Bills? Every time I ever say Chris Frost, I always think you got to jump, jump. Um, Wow. Mark, uh, Mike, are uh, for Life, uh, Rich Rotten, Sean Stadler, and Dan Whitaker. That's what I got right now.
1: Uh, there's this new commenter, Bill Bills, that I just saw.
0: Okay, Bill. All right bill bills bill bills yeah you got it all right let me share the screen says it's kind of important to share the screen so you guys don't think i rig everything (laughs) trust me if i could rig anything i'd rig my life that would be so much easier uh oh wait do i have another one i got Got all right all right Oh, Dave! Dave is still there. All right. Oh, David Wellworth.
1: Okay. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I had David in there
0: again, guys. Thank you all for your support. You, this is the reason why we do this every single week. How is the reason. Why Want to why give I kinda... like a
1: few more minutes before uh, and just see everyone else. We'll yeah, do everyone... that.
0: Well, we'll draw it at six fifty-five. So we'll see. Okay. Who yeah. else is left in here? Shepherd, we got you. Yeah. No, we don't. You no, know, we don't? Wow, no, I think. Don't. See, it's a okay. good thing we waited. Yeah. So make sure uh and it's fifty-four for Shepherd, right? Yeah, fifty-four, Shepherd 54, 54. You got it. Um yeah, you got some of those. I do like it that it portions out a little bit neater. Um I don't know how to get rid of oh wait, I could also say close ad. Uh T should Team Wolf should give me some money for that. Come
1: on. Yeah, is there anybody else in here? Last call because we're we're coming up on six fifty five. So yeah, what else that's in here? That, that we are
0: talking about doing more shows. The uh Shannon, do you really want an Islanders uh, autog- uh, Rangers autograph puck?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could give a Ranger.
0: Guys, by the Talk way, to thank an you. Fan. you don't, I think you that's don't have to throw. You don't have to throw your um, no offense, Shannon, uh, your your last names in there, but uh, <laughs> or, or Mark Stahl. <laughs> oh. You get oh no, no, don't worry, we're not giving you a Mark Stall autograph No, no, right. it's
1: not Mark Stahl.
0: We are six fifty five. We got those names that are on the list right now. We are gonna just uh gone to oh. him, Granny. Gone to Granny. She's back on. All right. Wait, that's. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. okay. All right. Okay. So yeah, gonna... Again, again, thank you very much for your support and this is the reason why we do these things. So, here we go. Let's click it. Good luck to everybody. Chris Frost. All right. Here's Chris Frost wins it. Chris Frost wins it. All right. Fortunately, there's there's a lot of good people that were on right there that that's you know, it sucks. So, like I said, hopefully, uh, hopefully, if anything, I'll buy you a beer sometime for anybody that hasn't won. Um, Chris, do me a favor. uh, If you can message me on Twitter at all things Ranger, just in case it for some reason. Yeah, do, just make uh, sure that there's no S in there. Yeah, I'm going to just it's put it all all on Rangers, right there.
1: It's all things Ranger. Yeah,
0: all things Ranger. Cause, uh i mean been trying to get in touch with az for a while and he's has been able to get through to me um if not if if not on there then i also still got the instagram and just or just or you got uh you got us on facebook messenger so uh i could always do it through that but any also um oh i don't even have a twitter all right uh Instagram? Do you have Instagram?
1: I say maybe even email or something.
0: Yeah, or here it here's the email. Uh, I'll just do the email me uh, thing. Uh. <laughs> uh, I do takes- have to update this. Yeah. Yeah, Dave, uh,
1: uh, I, I, we've talked about that. That's going to be something that will eventually be happening,
0: I, I would say. so. I also want something that all three of us have access to and could do that. Um, Justin Richards, uh, upside?
1: Maybe a fourth liner at the NHL. Uh, I, I mean, I know stat boy Steven is kind of high on some of these guys because he, he, he gets a lot of interviews with them. But I, I don't know if I see anything more than maybe a fourth liner. He might not even be an NHL player. Uh, he's an undrafted guy. I know he's Todd Richards, former uh, Columbus Blue Jackets coach, son. I, I, I don't. I don't see a whole lot there. I mean, he may be. A, he may be a good top six player at Hartford. So.
0: All right, so Chris, there's my email. Send it to me. Which, actually, hindsight 2020, I should have given you one of the 9,000 other emails, not my personal one. (laughs) But, it's okay. Uh, The worst part is, now, I'm at a point in my life where somebody actually might want to steal my identity. So... Yeah, I, uh... (laughs) I still think, I I look at guys, uh, I know we talked about Paiunami with them. And, and yes, again, thank you. Um, I, I I'm really hoping, I, I don't know why Carl, Carl Anderson is the one guy that always comes to mind. We all can get guys in our heads watching a prospect and just saying that guy is going to be what the real guy is. I, I thought Derek Stepan was going to be a rare player than what he was. I can tell you that. Could have
1: been. If he ever fixed his skating and his shooting, then yeah, he he would have been. But just his skating never got (laughs) any better and his shooting never got any better.
0: Yeah. I mean, defensively, he was was really good. And there were guys in the Metro that were happy that he was traded out. But also, again, economics of the games. What happens? I think Derek Step, if Derek on probably... No. No, oh, because he was a teammate with Mika. That's right. That was just rambling stupidity. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, If I recall recent history, John, the first two people to ever begin their careers with hat-tricks was Stepon and Patrick Hornquist quest I think it's quest right? When he was with Nashville, uh, I, don't, know, I don't, I don't, I don't have the wrong remember Swede? that. What? Do I have the wrong Swede? It was definitely a Swede. That's why I remember. Uh, happy night, Rick. Rick, take care. Have a great night. scored a hat-trick in the NHL debut. I
2: don't remember Hornquist
0: doing that. Maybe? I I don't know. I thought it was Hornquist. Uh, uh, Fastest ever. By the way, fun fact. Fastest ever hat-trick in NHL history. It's not really that fun of a fact. It was uh, Bill Mozienko. Mozienko, 21 seconds. 21 seconds. 21 yeah. seconds. Yeah, I scored three goals in a men's league game in 17. It wasn't a hat trick because I was stupid enough to score in the first period. So I'm on the wrong page right now. But yeah, we're planning on doing more, uh, more shows, if not shorter shows, when uh, when the season starts. That way you guys get up-to-date information from us. Oh, of-
1: Mark, look. Oh, hold on. Got to do it
0: again. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, hold on. I Hopefully I got that wheel of names still on there. Okay, uh, I did not... Good news, everybody. I have the wheel of names. I could just remove Chris.
1: Yeah, so everybody who was uh, in the last one, you got another chance. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait, I didn't... <sighs> oh, add Tyler Schultz.
0: Add Tyler Schultz?
1: Yeah. S-C-H-U-L-Z. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, and you Bill, I'll I'll give you my thoughts on Will Cooley. I uh, I think probably be a decent guy who comes in with power that can score some goals. Maybe even a poor man's Tom Wilson. He said he kind of models his game from so I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, um, what was the other one? Bill Schultz. Will Schultz. Uh, Tyler.
0: Tyler Schultz. Yeah. Tyler Schultz, what what position do you think he would play in the NHL? What, Coley? No, if it was just based off his name, Tyler Schultz, what position do you think he would play? I mean, that sounds very much like know, a like, defenseman. Uh, I
1: don't know, right wing, maybe defense? I don't know.
0: I love doing that to people at the bar. They'll come in, they'll go. Uh, like, there's a guy that comes in, Troy Ellers, and I always go, you're a center. You're definitely a center. center. <laughs> oh, you're thinking of Lars Eller there. That's why. No. Well, his brother's Shane. So it's Shane would definitely be the winger. So. I can right. uh, see a Shane I beating a goalie. Yeah. All right. I threw in a T right there. So let me get that out. Shoals. This is also what happens when you don't look at anything. Uh, as you're doing this. So. All right. So guys, we're doing this again. So, everybody that's on, uh, Chris, by the way, thank you for your honesty, because everyone else appreciates that. Here we go. Wheel of Names again.
3: There you
1: go, Joe. (laughs) Joe got it. Wow.
0: Wow. That's funny as hell. All right. Joe was actually just saying, oh, it's all rigged. I'll never get free stuff. I'm feeling triggered. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I saw that before earlier. Yeah, just missed you, Tyler. Sorry.
0: Holden Tudix. Uh, who who is that? Mark, come on. Look at the name. Oh, it's Rich. Okay. Yeah, it's wrestling, right?
1: No, look at the name that he's saying.
0: Sound it out, Mark. Holden, two dicks. <laughs> Holden, two dicks. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe it took you that
1: long to get that. Oh, god. oh god. my god. Oh my
0: god. I'm so. I'm still sitting there going, "Oh wait, what?" Oh, this is this is going
1: on a blooper reel. This is absolutely <laughs> going on a blooper reel. Rich
0: just frigging rickrolled Mark. I mean, Rich rolled (laughs) them. That's a new one. Rich rolled. You got Rich rolled. (laughs) Okay, now I get it. Craven Moorhead. Easy. (laughs) Sean Connery, name the drummer for the Beatles.
1: Craven Moorhead. Who is Craven Moorhead? Apparently you are, Trebek. (laughs) Buck Futter. I don't get it. I think you do, Trebek. I think you do indeed. Well, <laughs> that's all the time we have for Celebrity Jeopardy. Buckfutter! <laughs> Good night, folks. Oh, uh, oh
0: man, oh I can't God. believe
1: that just got you, Mark. Yeah, I yeah
0: like- I to- totally. I've, I've totally been ad. So that's that's the easiest way to say that. So yeah, Joe. Okay. Uh, yeah, again, your bad
1: ads. You paid off, Joe.
0: Again, message me. If you got Twitter, All Things Ranger, I have my email that's up there. Now that's, you know, fortunately, we didn't have a large audience today. But um, yeah, we're kind of probably gonna be back at this. We might be back at this as early as Monday, guys. Um uh maybe Monday afternoon at one o'clock. Uh, because we're gonna have some work schedule conflicts with uh all of us and um hopefully we'll be able to uh we're going to have uh, the podcast is not going anywhere. We would, we just might have more of it and on different days, but uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Now that I'm now that I'm looking for it, I got them all. Rich has got finger bang. So, I'll take
1: <laughs> anal bum cover for six hundred.
0: I will take That's- Mike Hunt. <laughs> I'll take the rapist for one thousand. That's therapists. Uh
1: <laughs> this looks like this might be my lucky day. I'll take um, 400. That's therapists, Mr. Connery.
0: Danny, do me a favor. Um, Can you message me at uh, all things Ranger? Because I believe you won a hoodie or a t shirt. Yeah, he, did. D- he D- did. Davey won the hoodie. Davey won the hoodie. All right. So, Davey, yeah.
1: So. Joe. You <laughs> open your instagram guts i mean let him have it joe there you go all but right who, who is that in your uh in your avatar joe because that looks like a wrestler but i can't okay. see who that is uh let's hits now that's it. now see.
0: well again well he brought up the this other one so we're gonna go back to his uh wrestler but uh the, i'll take a penis mightier no, it, no, I'll take Nick. a penis mightier too. There's no such thing as a penis mightier. Well, why not? You're shitting on a gold mine, Trebek. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I've ordered for devices like that before, wasting a pretty penny, I don't mind telling you. And if the penis mightier really works, I'll order a dozen.
0: <laughs> oh, those are so it's ridiculous not, sketches. Are
1: selling penis mightiers? <laughs> Nicholas Cage.
0: <laughs> oh, that was Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon was Nicholas Cage. The Did last... It, pl- you know? and the, actually, wait. Yeah, the last New York Ranger acquired yes. by offer sheet was Adam Graves. Yes. You remember or who, who the was the compensation? The Rangers had uh, two
1: on oh. 6 oh.
0: Hmm? Oh, I well, lost you. I, I lost you for a uh, second. No, ahead. I said
1: the Rangers successful offer sheets afterwards in Joe Sack against Stu Grimson,
0: but they weren't successful.
1: Oh uh, yeah, Tr- Troy Millette, I think, was the compensation. Right, that is correct. Troy
0: Millette went back in compensation. Yeah. So, yeah, my good friend, the Nigerian Prince. Oh, damn it! Which. Uh, Nigerian scammers. Uh. All right. So, Joe, make sure you message me, uh, either Instagram or Twitter or apparently my email, which is up there that we're giving away. Troy Millette. All right, guys, again. Thank you all very much. Again, we can't we can't do this all without you. So uh it's fantastic. And um we'll try to make sure when we do some of these other shows during the year, we're not taking up too much uh pre-game time. Uh, because uh, if, if it's a Wednesday night and we go in seven o'clock, we might be into game game night by the time that happens. We're already at three hours and six minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh yeah, God bless you all and uh you know we're only getting started. We're only getting started. That's one thing I can tell you. Um so God, Chris Frost to make you jump, jump. Okay, but I gotta st- please stop.
1: Never again. <laughs> Never again.
0: You should hear what I say. I would say he should hear what I say at the bar, but he has for the last 10 years. Dad jokes. <laughs> it's either dad jokes or wildly inappropriate jokes. So the anyways. wildly inappropriate stuff is funny. Yes, because it all comes out of nowhere. Shannon, I'll probably see you Friday. Have a good night. Sean, yeah, we're going to definitely be doing game nights. Um, We'll probably have some that we do in the city and on Long Island. So. They're all going to be greats. Yeah, Chef. God bless America. And uh, God bless us all. i on that. So never forget this week. And uh, look forward to doing some more of these. Uh, we're going to try to get a brand new NHL What If uh, this week. Uh, oh. Trying to figure out what to do with that. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. And see you guys uh, next week.
3: Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Let's go, Rangers.